Eleven O'Clock Comics, episode 164. Hi. Sounds enthusiastic, that was passion. Yeah, it must be all the DC movies. Fired up and that was a shock, though. That was exactly the sound David made earlier today when he heard that the music was down below 180 pounds. Really? Yeah. Almost 40 pounds he's lost. That's an excellent achievement. Yeah, I wish I could do that. You know, we have good good feedback from last week's episode. I think we set we set a new a new high for for the show, which means that we will probably. No, I I could tell as soon as we hung up, uh, and I I emailed David right after we all broke up. I said that was one of our best shows right there. We nailed it. Right, which means we're guaranteeing a a, downturn. Well, you can't. I I even I I saw someone on the forum that said that even I made a couple nice. Y'all were chasing hooks that I was set. That's what it was. Oh, I see. You know what's interesting though is that uh, is that I agree the feedback was, was overwhelmingly positive, and, yeah. and yet I find that the weeks like that have almost like the m- least amount of discussion in the in the um, episode. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but I mean, we had like literally seventy pages of that's, DC. That's- Talk so I think it was yeah that's a it's a hard subject to that you know, yeah there was plenty of discussion going on which I don't know, maybe maybe you guys want to talk about any of the uh, now now that some of the speculation is sure. is uh, is actually turning into announcements yeah we think we have to, to. Who I was yeah. talking to yeah. what was that Jason I said I would love to if I knew who I was speaking to. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Woot, woot. Hey, everybody. It's 11 o'clock comics. I'm giddy, and I'm Vince B. You're giddy? I'm giddy over something I, I read today. Never been Whoa. giddy. Yep. Giddy? Giddy. Giddy, giddy. silly, s- just slap happy over how good this damn thing was. Damn, fuck it, oh. had an issue number eight come out? Nope. Well, <laughs> I'd, say, I'd say, no, the new Sonic came out. No, 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 no. Mega Man 2. And, and, and I'm, almost, I'm almost guaranteed not to be able to talk about it because it just came out today, and I know you guys didn't read it yet. Oh, yeah, then you can't talk about it. I could talk about yeah, how good it was, though. Much to our listeners' chagrin. Yeah. We all spoil it, just not spoil it one another. I spoil everything. Yes, you That's do. That's my wife. And I don't, ah. because I'm Christopher Neesman. Yeah, that's true. And I get mad when people spoil stuff. I'm David. You do, you do. And look at me. I'm ringing my bells. I'm shooting my guns. I must be Paul Revere. <laughs> <laughs> make, make, sure t- make sure and tell the British that you have guns and you fought for that right. Paul. Oh, right, baby. Oh, what a fucking joke. Bang, bang. Load my musket while I'm riding on a horse. (laughs) You shit down the next president of the United States? Oh, my God. I don't know what what scares me or angers me more, that she she will run for president or that people will actually fucking vote for that fucking tramp. Oh, stop. That'd be nice. That's not our parlay anyway. But I will tell you, if she threw it my way, I would catch it. <laughs> I definitely would. I don't care. I don't care what kind of belief she has. She's a fine-looking woman. Yeah, but you you do it all angry. 
Yeah. You're saying and you're slapping just, and shit, you bet. Speaking of, uh, <laughs> speaking of, uh, of uh, elected officials known for uh, for making faux pas, uh, I uh, saw Bill Clinton speak yesterday. Did you really? Nice. Yeah. What, wow. Where, where was this, and what was he talking about? Uh, it was at a uh, investor, uh, an investment bank named Jefferies, uh, had a global healthcare conference uh, where they invite uh, we investors to uh, put on like a dog and pony show, and uh, he was the keynote. Nice. Cool. Look at you. So how many? That makes two of us have, who has who have been in the presence of presidents. Oh, nice. I was gonna say after after uh, after the speaking engagement, did your governor offer him a helicopter ride to his kid's soccer game? No. Well, the con- the conference was in Manhattan. Oh, okay. So. That place on the earth. Little New Jersey slant there. But no, you're so we not. We get that news back here in the in the flatlands. Mm-hmm. It takes the Pony Express a little while to get there, but yeah, <laughs> you're not Paul Revere. No way. You are Jason Wood, and this one is by Marvel, two is by DC. <laughs> <laughs> this semi-historical episode of Eleven O'clock Comics has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com where you will not pay retail for comic books. You will play far less than retail in their uh, special spotlights uh, every month, every anywhere from 35 to 75% off your favorite funny books and assorted hero and fantasy and science fiction-related bric-a-brac. And if you're a first-time Joe, you can enter the following code in the pre-moisten slot and get an extra 8% off your already ridiculously discounted books. David, what's the code? E-O-C-8. That's right. E-O-C-8. Put that in the slot. An extra 8% off, bringing you to probably somewhere around 50% off. Maybe a little more, depending on what you order. But, oh, my God, you're not going to find them cheaper. They're the best. Discount comic book service. And keep in mind, I don't have my notes in front of me because I'm a dumbass. The... um, Summit City Comic Con. Yeah, Summit City Comic Con. It's uh, June 18th. Downtown Fort Wayne at the Grand Wayne Center. Ten bucks get you in. If you're a little one, twelve and under, you get in free. If the big person pays, local and regional retailers will be in attendance. One hundred plus comic creators: Tim Seeley, Dennis Cowan, Mike Norton, Tom Cioli. I love that man. Sean McKeever, Jason Howard, Katie Cook, Gary Friedrich, and a whole mess more. If you want to find out more, go to www.summitcitycomiccon. Two C's towards the end. dot com. Summitcitycomiccon. dot com. Check them out. Yes. Hey. It's all right. So what we got? Let's do the drink uh, thing. The the drinking. Uh, yeah. Want, well, you sound excited. So why don't you lead us off, Vince? I'm excited to be drinking the same thing I usually am, black and tan, because it's very delicious and I love it. I don't oh. care about these seasonal drink things. I like black and tan. I like well, it. There you go. Uh, David, how about you? Uh, Merlot by the Gallo family. All right. That's nice two little. stuns. Two. <gasps> I'm stunned. Yeah. Uh, Jason. Got a little something going here. Uh, my wife made some tasty sangria, so I'm having oh, a glass nice. of that. But then I have some Pacifico uh, to pick up after I'm done with this sangria because it's oh, it's a good it's, it's a good uh, it's almost two thirds of the way gone so hell yeah it's almost, it's, it's almost island time anyway you know it yeah I had some Pacifico a couple weeks ago when the weather finally broke it was, loves uh, me some it's a good nice I always think it always makes me think of summer yep 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 well taste of the islands mm. um, I had had uh, beer a couple weeks ago from a brewery uh, called um, Uinta 
um, Uinta. Uh, they're in Salt Lake City, Utah. It's from the. This is from their their Crooked line of beers, which I had. Uh, the other one I had was also a, a Crooked line beer. It's kind of like their their little specialty offshoot brand, kind of like the Lips of Faith uh, from uh, Oh uh, Oh Who Does Fat Tire. Um, you got me. You know who I'm talking. No. Nope. Uh, no. Oh crap! I can't. Uh, I can't remember that brewer. Anyway, uh, I'm having their uh, Detour Double India Pale Ale tonight because it is hot outside. So it is uh, really good uh, IPA weather. Some uh, just a nice, uh, uh, nice bright uh, hoppy bitter beer and uh, enjoying it mightily. So uh, Detour Double India Pale Ale. Sounds very good. I got a whole pint, and I'm going to drink the whole damn thing tonight. Good. The only thing better than that, you should get yourself some Hurricane. <laughs> I think oh, you'd like it. Oh, is that that malt liquor bullshit? Yeah, no, that's not bullshit. That's, that's yeah. fun in a bottle. Yeah, I saw a guy buying that uh, at the convenience store. That's where uh, I get it. How did you know? Oh, he is on his way to probably shoot somebody. I, I get I, I get a, yeah. that's not nice. I, I get a Hurricane, and then I put a dollar in the peep booth, and I have some fun. With the hurricane and the, and the, and the poop booth. <laughs> oh, God. Let's talk comics. Uh, yes. No voicemails this week. Busy week. So maybe next time. I'll look so, at you all so, having real, real life getting away. <laughs> Freaking mulch. I, I hate mulch. Hate it. The w- mulch? Mulch. You never, I, you never have enough mulch. Uh, you, you tell me about you, it. You know, you, you know how you cannot hate mulch? Pay somebody? Exactly. It ain't happening. Uh, ain't, I'm not paying somebody going. 40 bucks an hour to pull weeds. It ain't happening. That's why you got kids, man. Oh, that's true. That's true. It's it's not going to happen, but it's true. (laughs) Hit little Vinny off of his video game playing ass and start landing. (laughs) Put down that video. I'd be locking up that PSP shit. (laughs) For real, I'd be like, you want a Wii? You want a Wii U? He doesn't. He's he's actually he's appalled at the Wii U. Really? Yes, he is appalled. Dad, that's not what I want. I don't like that at all. It doesn't make sense. And I, I said, all right, hey, less that I have to pay. I kind of agree that it doesn't make sense, but yeah. I'm surprised that a kid of his age would be already be like, nah, I'm not hearing it. No. Nope. Um, He's a traditionalist. <laughs> nice, like his dad. Yeah. yeah. Shut up. <laughs> kind of, kind of along those lines. I was, um, you know, I, I did a bunch of landscaping this year at the house, and Sucks. I got the the downstairs neighbor kid. Um, it's kind of a, a he's an okay kid, um, little, little bratty, it, but but. But he had he had offered to help me do some landscaping. He did for you know about forty five minutes one day, which was, which was nice. <laughs> he didn't think he meant manscaping, did he? Not manscaping. <laughs> but manscaping. He was slapping and, him in his, and, in his cheek. But, but I was telling him about Free Comic Book Day, and he was very excited about it. And he got his mom to take him to comic shop, uh, and he got some comics and was really excited about it. And told me that he he wanted more comics, and I was like, okay, well I'll tell you what, on Saturday. You know, come on down to the front yard. We live in a three flat, so he was on the first floor, and I live on the third. So come on down to the front yard Saturday morning at eight o'clock, and we'll do some yard work, and I'll give you some comics. And he went down there and worked for like literally five minutes before he's like, "Oh, my knee hurts. I'm gonna go back inside." I'm like, "Okay, that's fine." And I'm like. Like four hours later, he's like, "So can I have some comics?" And I was just <laughs> like, "Dude, no! You have to like do some work." He's like, "I was down there," and it's like for five minutes, and I was like, "You don't know how 
fucking expensive these bitches are. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's, That's way to, nice. Way to attract the new readers. <laughs> Bad <laughs> teacher. Up to America's youth. <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta earn. You gotta earn the comics. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, boy. The subject of an upcoming Law and Order SVU. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so um, you know we. Um, you guys, you guys want to talk about the 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 announced DC titles? We must. What's yeah, it? we should, especially because the the DC chatter last week, uh, you know, seemed to make people happy. So, we yeah. Hold up. Now, one of you is going to have to bring up a list because I don't remember all of them. I got uh, it. Yeah. It's uh, but by, by the way, our uh, our buddies over at iFanboy have a really good and easy to follow. Um, uh, big listing of all of the titles and the creative teams as they've been announced. Oh, thank so, you. Do so do we. Oh wait, before we so do we thanks to our forum. Yeah. Before just, just like, before we get yeah, into really the nice discussion. Yeah. Um I I mentioned this to, I, I figured well we'll throw this out there now because it's it's June, so the the year's at the halfway point and, and just so people can kind of maybe keep an idea as to what we've talked about so far. It, I, I, I mentioned to the guys last week saying that, um, and I'm saying this to the listeners, that, that since we pretty much were pretty high on ourselves last week and we thought that 163 was a pretty fun episode and one of our better ones, uh, I figured there'd be a new, or I opened up the idea to, to having a new 11 O'Clockers category, and, and this is basically a listener's choice um, there because I'm really not big on, on us tooting our own horns, but I... I, I yeah, I was going to say, this is the self-aggrandizing yeah, no, I know, I, I, and that's why I'm not going to do it, but if if the listeners wanted to vote on a their favorite 11 o'clock comics episode of, of the year, so that's going to be probably... I think it's going to be a new category <laughs> in this year's, on this year's ballot. That's cool. cool. Love it. Bye. Yep. Hey, uh, before Chris gets into the list uh i actually uh did want to just give a quick shout out and a thank you to someone do it uh mr mike schwartz uh green skeleton on the forums Um, a lot of people i think probably know that mike does a uh very cool uh web comic called oceanverse Mm. and 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 print comic yeah well i was gonna yeah getting to that and print um uh mike was gracious enough to send me a package this week i feel like vince for a change uh and in the package were uh, the first four issues, the printed version of Oceanverse, um, as well as uh, his two sketchbooks, um, one called Schwartz Works, uh, W-E-R-K-S, uh, and then the other one, which is Funny Book Fish. And I got to tell you, um, I've known Mike for a number of years uh, at um, at the CGS Super Show, not this past one, but the year before, so the, the one that you and I were at together, Vince. Yeah. Um, Mike was there had a had an artist alley table, and he was trying to think of something to um, you know do to stand out from the crowd and also to tie back into his webcomic, which is about as you might surmise uh, undersea adventures. So he came up with the idea. Actually, I think it was his wife's idea, but um, uh, of doing. Um, sketches of very well-known characters, but doing them as fish. So, <laughs> like, instead of having, you know, like, Boba Fett, he would draw Boba Fett as, like, a barracuda, you know? Boba, Boba Fish? Yeah, well, right, right. So, um, so he, those were huge hits, and I think he's done it a number of other times at other shows, um, and I've seen them, them in person, and they're fantastic. So he put a sketchbook together of this, and my boys have, just think it's the funniest goddamn thing they've ever seen. Like, That's awesome. Every morning... <laughs> 
they they it's as if I've never seen it before. They open up a page, and be like, Dad, that's hilarious. Look at the Green Lantern fish. They're like, that's hilarious. Um, so anyway, so I wanted to send a, send a thank you to him, but also um, it, it just since since uh, the time is right, um, Oceanverse issue number five uh, is actually being solicited this month uh, to our sponsor DCBS, you know, which uh, is great for a creator-owned work. Uh, so on DCBS, you will be able to find Mike's uh, fifth issue uh, available. Uh, it's 350 cover price, but DCBS is selling it for 227. And also, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's picking two or three uh, DCBS customers who order the book, pre-order the book, and they will win a free nine by twelve commission from him. So nice. you get an awesome comic on the cheap, and you might get a commission. So thanks to Mike, and uh, by, by all means, give give the book a try if you haven't already. It's 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 a lot of fun. I mean, if you're into if you have any kind of affinity for like Nemo or uh, any of that stuff, um, you know, it's it's definitely definitely a lot of fun. So yeah, I have a a, a shout out. It's a short one, and, and I don't know whether the to um, praise this guy or or um, condemn him. condemn him for what he's done. Uh, I was paying attention to the Twitter, and Gabriel Hardman tweeted a photo of uh, an acquisition he had made at Heroes Con. That's the most recent con he was at, right? Was it mm-hmm. Heroes Con? Yep. And uh, I love the image and because it's from an artist that I adore. And so I said to myself, I have that issue. I know I have that. And I'm rooting through the boxes, and I'm going through. And I don't have it, but on my during my search, I dug up a, a decent amount of uh, books from this publisher, in the same in the series that that he, of the book that he had tweeted and uh so now thanks to Gabriel Hardman I am launching into the uh the great Carlton horror hunt of 2011 uh-huh. because I I love Charlton did I say Carlton uh yes. I I I love Charlton horror books mostly because Tom Sutton's all over the place in these things and and that was the cover artist on the book that he tweeted so, um i forget what the name of it was um what doesn't really matter so now i i'm on a in a frenzy to uh pick up all the uh charlton horror books that that i don't have and uh as the ubiquitous they uh are want to say they don't make them like these anymore I mean, there's there are some exceptions like that MonsterVerse Bell Lugosi book that comes pretty close to a vintage Charlton horror book, but I mean, you never you seldom see books like this these days. And I got one today for two dollars oh, yeah. with a with a, a, a just an amazing Tom Sutton werewolf cover. It's the Many Ghosts of Doctor Graves number fifty two. Guess who's in this issue? And this is just an average issue of of a Charlton horror comic. Steve Ditko, some guy named named Steve Ditko. I don't know. I I think I've I've heard of him before. There's three stories. The middle story is by Pat Boyette, another artist I can never get enough of. Just amazing shit. And um, someone named San Ho Kim. Not really familiar with his work, but he's really good. So it was two bucks. It's not in the best shape, but it's two bucks for like a thirty-some plus year old book. So thank you. Uh, I guess Gabriel Hardman for instigating me to do something else with my money. Buy up all the, the Charlton books I can find. Nice. Yeah, I love these freaking books. You got it. If you're not familiar with Tom Sutton, Google his ass yeah. and and look up his work. The man was a master, just a consummate master illustrator. I love his artwork. That's anybody, but Jason in particular. Yes, sir. <laughs> there you go. So what are we going to do? Talk about DC. 
Well, you're talking about uh, Charlton, something uh, something you want to read, and I know something I want to read from DC now. What is that? That, that is Brian Azzarillo doing Wonder Woman. I have to agree based on the art. Yeah, you're not. Say, yeah, yeah, you're not a big Azzarillo fan. Mm, I not, am for that. not so much. No, I read that. What's that? That Flashpoint Batman thing, the first yeah. issue. What was the name of it? Uh, Flashpoint Batman. Batman. Uh, Night uh, of Vengeance. Night yeah. of Vengeance. Yeah, one of yeah. three. Yeah, Dave, I think you read that, right? I did read it. Yeah. Moving right along. I read it too. That eh, was fine. It was it was weak. Let's keep best. it upbeat here, people. Yeah, let's keep it upbeat. Keep it upbeat. What else are we? I mean, we got a million great things to talk about. Let's do. talk about a million great things. Go ahead. Cliff, Cliff, Cliff Chang and Brian Azzarello on Wonder Woman. I can't wait for that book. I'm there. Very, very excited. Uh, uh, that that uh, mm-hmm. that. I mean, I've probably you know I've I've been a little more patient with Wonder Woman than uh, <coughs> some of my co-hosts, but uh, <laughs> I. Uh, this looks good. Um, we, had we already talked about the Justice League, which had kind of been announced by last week, right? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. But, you know, I think I'm infinitely more interested in this Justice League Dark thing. Absolutely. I was I was kind of, you know, on my way there. You know, as, as these announcements had been had been kind of rolling out, we were getting the the very predictable announcements right off the bat, and I was starting to get a little afraid that... It wasn't, and, and I, it's still not a reboot. It's a, it's a relaunch. Sure. It's not a reboot, and it's like, well, are they just basically going to reskin everything and and renumber it, and that's about it? Or are we actually going to get some some neat new stuff? Because uh, what they what they had announced, uh, we'll just go over the, the 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 first ten were Justice League, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Flash, uh, the Fury of Firestorm, Green Arrow. Uh, JLI, Mr. Terrific, Captain Adam, and uh, the DCU Presents, which I'm actually uh, yes. interested yes. in. Yeah, I agree. But, uh, you know, no no other big surprises. It was like, okay, Captain Adam and Mr. Terrific and, and Firestorm are getting their, their own books. But is it is it the JSA Mr. Terrific, the... Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. It is the it is the current Mr. Tri. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. Like the, the, the well we don't know. Yeah. I mean, guy in the DC universe. What's oh, that? Well, it's actually, well, they're in the reboot. Well, I I, I saw it was like the fourth behind uh, Bruce Wayne and and Lex Luthor is like the smartest guy in the DC universe. Oh, pretty, uh, pretty close. Yeah. Yeah, he's like the yeah. Amadeus Cho. Uh, yes. Of, right. uh, of the DCU. Only well, slightly I mean, less. The, the only reason I I correct I said I corrected you when you asked if uh, if it's the same is that. It looks like it's the same guy, but again, what with this reimagining, this we don't know. know. Right. I mean, he may right. have a different origin. He may have a little bit of a different background, whatever. But it, yeah, it's 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 effectively the same character. Yeah. Before we move on, I have to say that Ryan Sook Dead Man cover, phenomenal. Oh, it's, great. An, it's an astounding piece. Yeah. So, yep. um, not as good as the Philip Tan Hawkman, though. That is the that winner. That is a pretty tight cover. That is like the that. absolute winner. That's the best cover I've seen come out of this this new DCU thing by yeah. far. That best no, and I'm not the biggest Philip Tan. I am. Uh, yeah. yeah, love his work. Stop. They spawn. I'm just saying. Spawn yeah, God Slayer. I was going to say, uh, Vince, you're you're giddy. It's uh, it's like. <laughs> 
This, all the spawn creators are, are I front know. center. I know. Scott I, Snyder and Greg uh, Capullo and Batman. Are you gonna you gonna read the bat again? Are you shitting me, Greg Capullo? Yes, I, I would. If it was Greg Capullo on Sugar and Spike, I'd read it. Yeah. yeah. Nice. All right. So yeah, with the first ten, I mean, I, I would say the Wonder Woman intrigues me. I, the Aquaman, I'm definitely giddy about, and that's that was announced actually um, a couple months ago. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But uh, Ivan Heiss is is fantastic, and uh, you know Jones. I think is you know he can, you know, it's been a little you know again. I, I guess he, he he's been building to that. So um, yeah, and it's good to uh, see Aquaman get some spotlight. Yeah, yeah. I love I love the character. Aquaman. Yes, I always yeah, have. Agree. Yeah, agree. Yeah. Um, I've never been a a huge fan and don't have much experience with Firestorm myself, but he does seem to be a character that that a lot of people seem to dig. Unfortunately, uh, he's behind that cover. Oh, don't. Sorry. Yeah, I, I don't want to be. I yeah, know, I don't want to be no, downbeat. No, yeah. No. Um. Yeah. Gail Simone and Ethan Van Skyver co-writing that. Yeah. It's bittersweet. Right. I, but, I'm but gonna is, is, try because it's Firestorm, but I'm not. Yeah. I gotta it, say, it, uh, and and again, not to not to front and perpetrate, but I'd actually I'm glad to see I would uh, Ilderai Sinar is drawing the book, and I'm yes. actually happy because I prefer Ilderai's work to to Van Skyver's work. Hell oh, yes, uh, yes, a million times yes, yeah. So that that yeah. actually makes me happy. It it appears to me that the two incarnations, well, there's been more, but the two popular incarnations yeah. of Firestorm are going to have to combine into this past u- Uber Uber Firestorm. That's what it looks yeah. like to me. Yeah. That's, okay. that's kind of kind of a neat concept. See, I don't know much about. I I I've read him in like event books and stuff, but I, I've never really gotten my. I mind. love the old Sherry Conway stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah I don't, I don't, hand, I don't like, I don't know who's who and, and who's paired up with who. I don't like even during Blackest Night, none of that really mattered to me because I just I didn't really know it, so I just kind of went with it. Well, it's, you know, R- it Ronnie was, and Ronnie and the Professor, Ronnie and the Professor up until like Identity Crisis, I think. Oh, okay, and yeah. After that, it was it that, that that's when we got the the Jason Rush. I like Jason Rush. I think he's a really I cool read character. Much, I didn't read yeah. much of 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 his, uh, of his and I and I like Johnny and and Jason as the Firestorm. You know, combined mm-hmm. is that yeah. with you know with with you know the professor not there anymore. We don't. Well, we don't know, but well, maybe, yeah, maybe maybe the, the com- maybe the yeah. combine because what's unique? No, I'm not not what's not unique. What's common to the two Firestorms? The professor. So wouldn't it be Storm, cool? Well, uh, for a time, because eventually well, yeah. I think he lost the professor, and then like whoever was close to Jason ended up right. Being integrated with but him but there. that's the wasn't his girlfriend merged with him for a while? Too? Yeah, that's yeah. She yeah, died right. Gehenna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, uh, but wouldn't it be neat if the firestorm that results from the merging of the two had the well, consciousness of the professor yeah. up front? Yeah. That'd be neat. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Probably, yeah. Well, uh, going kind of the, the, the next 10, I guess, uh, uh, Savage Hawkman. Mm-hmm. Um, Yay. Which, when did, when did Tony Daniel become one of DC's premier writers? Well, Batman. I mean, he's been writing Batman. Yeah, I I have nothing against the guy. I mean, I've read his image work or, or, that he wrote and drew. I, I, he's he's good enough, right? But I I don't think he should or DC shouldn't make the mistake of confusing his name selling the books 
uh, as opposed to the character. I mean, I, he I he was on a Batman I, book. I think it's I Batman that's selling that book. I don't know how many books Tony Daniels' name sells anymore. I right. But what I'm saying is, it's it's on Batman. You could yeah. basically put anybody on there. It's going to sell a certain amount of issues, regardless. Sure. So, uh-huh. Um, well, I think we had a pretty fascinating conversation on the forums this week, though, about um, – I know it's a lot of people's gut reaction to say, oh, this yeah, guy's we, and this artist, right, but as to Steve Bryant's credit, I mean, he listed uh, about 50 different guys that were either primarily illustrators and then became writers or did both, and they're pretty much a who's who of the best creators of all time. So. Right. Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not talking about Tony Daniels' ability as an artist, which I think yeah, – I'm not the biggest Tony Daniel fan. I'm going by Tony I, Daniels' track record on Batman, period. I I, I think he's I think he's kind of this sounds terrible and you know it's because I'm not a capable writer nor artist um, but I'm I'm not a fan of of either of his work uh, I think there's mm-hmm. I think there's I think there's better better writers for sure out there it for, is interesting for, where, where the fuck is the where, where's Chaken at? Oh, on a... that's... <laughs> He's drawing characters with their faces on the side over in Avengers. He's busy drawing the 50s Avengers for Ben. No, I'm, yeah. no, I'm talking about, you know, as, as a writer. You know, oh, yeah, uh, he'd be good. You know, where, where's Will Pfeiffer? It's, where's Tim Truman? That, that's what yeah. I said when they did this Catwoman thing. I said the yeah. obvious choice is, yeah. is Will. Oh, so, uh, moving on, uh, it looks like the Green Lantern universe is staying pretty much as it is now. We've got... Uh, Jeff Johns, uh, Doug Mankey, and I would assume Christian still on Green Lantern. There's going to be a Green Lantern uh, core book with uh, with duet. Christ- Christian and friends. I mean, well, yeah. Uh, um, uh, Tomasi uh, was it uh, uh, Passarian? Uh, yeah, Fernando Passarin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Anna and Scott Hanna mm-hmm. on Green Lantern core, and then you've got. Uh, uh, Green Lantern, the New Guardians, which is that the the, the Rainbow two point oh? Yeah, that that's the yeah. each of the Rainbow guys, like each of the yeah. Right, that's a tip of the hat to the old Joe Staten. Uh, new, remember the New Guardian series that D- yep. DC did right yeah, out of what was it? Um, out of Millennium. Millennium. Yeah, I wonder if there's going to be a flamboyantly gay member. That'd be no, no, this is the, the each of the guys that have the rings. Yeah. It's all with yeah. the lanterns. Like like it John this is gonna be the John Stewart. John Stewart will be the, the Green no, Lantern. No, right, so I know, but in the, in the point oh. Right. In the original New Guardians you had a character, I forget his name. He was obvious ob- yeah, obviously gay. Like a real is, is John is John Stewart the the Green Lantern. Yeah, of, they yeah, because because they have they, they want they, they want each of the I don't know about Kyle, but they want each of the big name lanterns. They, they you have Hal, then you have the guy and 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 John. So I know that I did read that John Stewart is pretty much front and center in one of the the books. So I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. Oh, so the Green Green Lantern Corps will be Guy and Kyle's book. I think so, yeah. Because that, that's kind of that's kind of a buddy book anyway. Um, mm-hmm. And then you've got the the Red Lantern book, which I was wondering where the Red Lantern book is. Right, and, and that was another uh, one that was announced a while ago. And then like Batwoman, which uh, is our twentieth book here. It's like, why isn't that coming out? And it's like, oh, they decided that they were going to relaunch the universe, and they didn't want to have to go through the rigmarole of of launching <laughs> right. this, getting two or three issues in, and then relaunching it. So yeah. they're, they're there's your three or four month delay right there. By the way, just uh, to clarify, we got a little mixed up. The Green Lantern Corps will be uh, will be Guy and John Stewart, uh, and then the New Guardians will be Kyle's. Uh, oh, interesting. Mm. 
Okay. Oh, that's kind of, I'm sure that Kyle will pop up in, uh, in the other books, but I, I really like the Guy Gardner Kyle relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like those two together. Uh, Batman and Robin keeps on going with uh, Tomasi and Pat Gleason. And then we've got uh, a couple more Batman books. We've got uh, Batman. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Tony Daniel takes over Detective. And Scott Snyder goes. Yeah, over they're swapping spots. Batman. It's interesting. Yeah. They're basically yeah, swaps. Yeah. Is kind That's of, good because I'd rather read Snyder. Yeah. Well, in heart, yeah. In yeah. Heartbeat. But it's well, you, but it's so interesting it's, because Detective, I think, has the more storied history. So. Yeah. Yes. But um, Batman has Capullo. No, no jock um, on this. By the way, sounds like I, I had heard that he's going to start working on some creator-owned stuff. Oh, cool. I need a friend. Uh, and then, uh, Batman, the Dark Knight, uh, by David Finch and Jay, uh, Fabic, I guess is his name. So yeah, I don't know it's like, that. uh, you know, it looks like one, maybe two. Batman I thought he did some covers. I thought he did like those painted type covers, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Mm. Uh, now before you move on, we should say that Batman and Robin is notable because we talk about this, you know, is this the new DC or what's different? Well, in this one, there was a lot of talk would Damien not be around anymore, but actually Batman and Robin now will feature Bruce and Damien together as crime fighters and it'll be the first time that they're together as 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 father and son yep. uh, fighting crime. So Which um you know, a lot of what we talked about last week, it looks like it's it's shaken out. Uh Dick Grayson is Nightwing again. Uh Tim is still Red Robin. Uh Damien is Robin. Uh Bruce is Batman. And uh, then we also found out that uh, um, what's old is new again, and Barbara Gordon's going to be Batgirl. That's right. That's which nice. I am not really that happy about. Really? <laughs> Under Gail Simone? For two reasons. I, I, I think that, this is my opinion, I, I like Barbara Gordon as Oracle. I think she's a great character in that role. And I like, I like Batgirl now. I like that book a lot. Oh, right. oh you mean Stephanie, Steph? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that's fair. I mean, that's a great that's been a great book. And you you skipped over the uh, another book that was long awaited and we've been waiting for it is the J.H. Williams uh, Amy Reader uh, Batwoman. Yes. Finally, finally coming. So. Yep. Yeah. And before we launch into the next section, I I, I want to preface my comments by up until this point I was happy and kind of excited, but with every new Bat book. I started to get a little bit that you dark cloud right. yeah, started yeah, to creep yeah, over yeah, everything. Yeah, I'm yeah. thinking, Jesus, eleven like bad titles, like really? A third of the line. I know, and you got, and obviously that's where the money comes from. So great, sure. but uh, I don't know. If I were editorial, I would have consolidated a couple of those titles and, and brought it down maybe to at least seven. Eleven is just too excessive for me. Well, and we have to but I don't have to buy them. That's yeah. true, but also we have to remember that. Just because these are all launching fifty-two number ones, we they're, they're, it's not like they're going to they're not like they're committing that these are going to be fifty-two ongoings for right. the next five years. I mean, right. books will come and go, books will get you know shifted around and canceled, and new ones will start. I mean, we know that, right? So it's it's right. not like as excited as I am. Where did, what did he do? Fifty issues. I'm you know I'll be kind of surprised. Sure. Hey, David, what do you think of, because the next book on the list is Birds of Prey, re- relaunched with Dwayne Swarzynski and Jesus Saez. What, what do you think of that as a... Uh, I, well, I am really interested because of, uh, because of Swarzynski. I've not seen a lot of uh, Jesus' 
art as as pencils or as the main illustrator. I know that he uh, did he take over um, JSA after Freddie Williams, I think, was drawn. But I he think so he did Manhunter though too, right? So yeah. I um and I I'm probably going to at least try it because it looks like that's where Ivy is showing up. So um, I, I like the new look. It's interesting. Yep. It is. I, I, I haven't showed it to Renee, so I don't know what what her take on it. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, I know. So it'll be changed, but it's um. Still it's, got the gap going on. You see that one <laughs> cover with the? Thank you. Uh, but I mean, I'm 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 happy to see a lot of um, a lot of, and well, we'll get into it later with uh with Am- I Vampire, but uh, I, I'm oh, I'm happy to see a lot of 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 these writers that really aren't from, because it's. Dwayne wrote a, uh, I, I think it's somewhat of an interactive book. Uh, it's a, a mystery at Wayne Manor that that uh, that Warner put out. Uh, yeah, that was, that was awesome. cool. It was right. yeah. awesome. He, he, so I'm, I'm, I'm I guess okay. I'm a little surprised that he's not writing a, a, a bat centric book, but I, I'm guessing this is somewhat in in the bat universe. But um, I'm, well, it was I'm, announced as part of the bat lineup, right? So, so I mean, I, I am. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's it's I didn't I didn't see the lineup or the character. I saw his name, and it, it characters in the book are are pretty much I guess secondary to me right now because I don't I'm I'm going into this blind. I I really you guys are going off a list that was put together as as these announcements were coming out. I pretty much did not except for a couple of things here and there like when I saw I fell on on Hawk and Dove today. There there weren't too many solicits or announcements where I paid attention to the plot or the creative team or the characters. I'm I'm really kind of just going in to this. When I place my order for September, I'm going to kind of just either go across the board or, or or go with my gut on a couple things. But I'm I'm you mentioned Dwayne now and I, I saw that when, when it was posted on the forum. So it's it's pretty much because of, of the writer that I'm going to give it a shot. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Ditto. That's that's a creative team pick for me. Swarzynski is great. Yeah. Yes, he is. Yeah. And it, I'm going to, as usual, I mean, this is my, my reading methods for DC for decades. I kind of shy away, for the most part, from the mainstream stuff. Like, I always bought action sure. and Superman, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, you're, you're, as soon as you get a little bit away from the top tier mainstream, that's where I kind of fall to. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I love the 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 lower third shadowy area of the DC universe, yes. and that's where they're they're really winning me over with this. Agreed. Because, agreed. Yeah. Be, um. And and based on what came out today, I mean, I was excited when I heard the guns. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into it. Yeah. Maybe wait. 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 Jump head there. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I'm saying Chris is going on the list. That's all. We'll go down the list, brother. Yes. Uh, when you get to the part, I'll chime in. <laughs> well, and and another another book that Dap would be happy about because he's I think you've been a fan of uh, of I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but Guillaume Marsh on um on uh, the oh you know, yeah 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 he's, well he's he's done the covers for Sirens he's, he's done a lot of the did, did he the, do the, the first few arc. issues of the interior yeah he did the first I I want to say at least the first arc maybe on a little beyond that but okay. yeah yeah so he's doing uh, Catwoman reboot with with Winnick writing it yes. So. Are you? I, I know we've talked about Winnick back in the day. I forget. What yeah, you I know. It's, it's, uh, no, I'm. A, I, I like Winnick. I think I was. I think we had the conversation like two years ago where I said I think Winnick is unfairly uh, criticized. And actually, you know, to be fair, it seems to me like he's had a bit of a resurgence in the last year. Mm-hmm. Or well, I so. think. Um, I, looked at, um, I think 
Power Girl might have had something to do with that for yep. as far as uh, getting people in, into it again. It's I yeah I think I think the um, how long before you know a character's introduced that 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 has AIDS things like that. Oh. I think those jokes kind of <laughs> have kind of gone away for a little bit because the they, AIDS. It, it, so it's not the AIDS. So it's it's um, I I'm, I'm giving everything the benefit of the doubt and, and again mm-hmm. because I guess because uh, Sirens is, is pretty much ending um, wherever the, the the females end up I'm, I'm going to at least um, the first couple issues a shot so I'm, I mean I now I stuck with Green Arrow while when I was writing it because I wanted to, you know that, that was the completest in me so I mean I don't I, it's not like oh yay it's when there, there are very few creators where I'll, I'll, I'll cringe or, or just absolutely not buy but I will I will give this a shot Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I do. I do think the the AIDS thing is an unfair stereotype with Winnick because that's the first thing out of a lot of people's mouths. Yeah. Like whenever whenever you hear that name, oh, you know, and, and they bring the AIDS thing up. But I, I just I just don't like the way the guy writes. Fair enough. I, I, I read I read his stuff on Green Arrow and and I, but even again, I mean, the uh, a lot of comics since Green Arrow. Oh yeah, right. But the, uh, well, the what stuff you he think did about he, his exiles. I That's liked fine. part of it, but it was the art that okay. largely yeah, turned me actually, away. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't view it as one of the better parts of Exiles, but that's not because of his writing. I didn't think. Okay. Right. Um, say, say no more. Uh, uh, st- staying in the Bat family. Here's some more Bat titles. We've got Nightwing with uh, Kyle Higgins and Eddie Barrows. Who's Kyle uh, Higgins? I don't know him. Does anyone know him? Don't know. Not oh, familiar. Okay. Uh, Red not Hood. Hmm? <laughs> He's not Brian Q. Miller. No, oh. not Frank Uh Red Hood and the Outlaws. Is that White Batman and the Outsiders? <laughs> I assume. Probably, yeah. <laughs> that one looks really interesting to me, though. I'll tell you why. It's written by Scott Lobdell. Yeah, we haven't right. heard his name in a hot minute. Yeah. And and it's drawn by fucking Ken Roquefort. I yeah. know. Yeah, you, you know it's going to be... I mean, I, I, I like pretty. Lobdell, but it's going to be pretty. So. Yeah. Dude, that, the, yeah, the, that cover is nice. You see it that is. cover? Yeah. <laughs> Forget Starfire, uh, yeah. Red Arrow, or whatever he's going by, but he with a baseball cap. I'm not sure I get the baseball cap. Yeah, I know. Uh, really made Red Hood look pretty cool, and I've always thought Red Hood's kind of corny looking. So big time. Uh, another Judd Winnick Bat book, uh, Batwing. What is Batwing? That's oh. the African Bat. Yeah, that's that's the first like that's like Vince was saying. That's the first like out of left field, brand new. Oh, it's 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 Afrobat. Yes. Yes. Yeah, he's um he's he's out of like he's part of the Batman Incorporated. He's uh, okay. I, did they say what what if he is he from us? Have they said what specific country he's from? I don't know. Is it a made up country or is it a real country? I don't know, offhand. But well, there was something on Twitter about that. Uh, I think Gobo said it. Uh, what did he say, David? Just because? No, uh, some, no, he said that because someone said he's an African American, and Gobo said you have to. Oh yeah, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. He's Just, African. Yeah. He's an African hero, not an African American hero. Yeah, yes. yeah and then somebody, somebody. It's, it's like it's like what do they call Chinese food in China? Yeah. Food. And then somebody said, wasn't he based out of Kenya, right, or something like that? And I said, well, where's the goddamn birth certificate? <laughs> oh, <laughs> All right, That's now, now we're getting up. to uh, to some of the really uh, exciting announcements. Yes, uh, Swamp Thing is. Yay! DCU and is written by just just about my favorite DC writer these yes, days, um, uh, Scott Snyder, with uh, yes. Yannick uh, uh, Paquette and uh, Francesco Francavilla. Oh, can you imagine Francavilla? Yeah, yeah. that's a great team. I, mean, I yeah, do like Yannick Paquette too. 
on yeah. some days, right, you're going to have that Kevin Nolan-esque looking artwork with, with, with Paquette's arcs, and then and then you're going to have just some really striking pages by... by well, well, the nice thing about Paquette was he said he's drawing inspiration from yeah. the, be- the best Swamp Thing uh, illustrators. He mentioned Wrightson, yep, John Totalbin, Steve Bissett, and then he mentioned Rick Veach, Rick and he said, okay, buddy, yeah. you got me. Yeah. There you go. But uh, yeah, I'm excited for uh, for Swamp Thing to be uh, coming back to uh, to DC. It's been decades since Swamp Thing was in DC. Um, Animal Man by our, yes. our guy uh, Mr. Jeff Lemire and Lemire. It, we'll, we'll, you're going to be hearing his name uh, a lot here in the next few minutes. But yeah, Animal <laughs> Man. Very very excited. I can't uh, wait for it. Yeah. Um, and the nice thing again is knowing Jeff like we do. I mean. Um, he, I mean, he loves these characters. Oh, he's I mean? giddy. So he's... this isn't just like, you know, hey, you want to be part of the reboot? Here's your assignment. This is, you know, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna kill this. But I mean, he's gonna be great. Yeah. It's gonna be great. Yeah. And he's focusing, Foreman. focusing on the family aspect of it instead yeah. of the more meta Grant Morrison aspect. No, but you know it. what though? Look, yeah, I, but I, I, I was, I, I like that because when I, Animal Man was some of the first Grant Morrison I ever read, and um, and he spent. I mean, toward the end, it obviously got very meta, but in the beginning, one of the things I, I liked about it and resonated with me is that he did a, a great job making it clear that, you know, Buddy was a family man and exactly. you know, interactions with his wife. and You know what I mean? The, I, I think uh, his wife what, was as strong a character as Buddy. That's oh, what yeah. I mean. So, I yeah. mean, I think that's not, like, I, I don't want people that maybe aren't familiar with that Morrison's work to think by your, your I know you didn't mean to imply it, but it, it might have no. sounded some that you were saying that, like, Morrison's work was all meta and didn't focus on the family. And I do think he did focus on the family. I mean, that was yep. at least in the beginning. Yeah. And this one, uh, apparently, Buddy's daughter, Maxine, starts to exhibit some uh, some animal man-like powers, I guess. Awesome. Oh, so it's like Dr. Doolittle and Eddie Murphy. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but with the and Buddy. Uh, the, the next book is probably the one I, I might be looking the most forward to, and that is uh, Justice League Dark by Pete yeah. Nolga. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it, it, it's, the title is interesting, right? I mean, like, why Justice League, right? Like, why not because it, it it's basically the relaunch of Shadow Pact. Effectively, it's all the yeah. magic characters. But but obviously, I don't know. if There must be some reason that they're going to be making it a Justice League component. Because Justice League will be the, it'll Justice, sell. Yeah. yeah, probably just uh, Jim Lee and John's Justice League will sell. I mean, that's pretty much a no brainer. So the Rubes who have no idea, you know, who these characters are, are going to see Justice League Dark and think, "Hey, I I like that other thing that I just bought. Let me try this." I mean. Right. Fame by association, probably. Well, we've got uh, in in this one we've got uh, Madame Xanadu. It looks like uh, Zatanna, uh, Deadman, Constantine. Uh, for all of our UK guys, I'll try and say it right. Nice. Um, and and who else is there? Is that is is that Shade? I don't have yeah, the it's image it's up. Yeah, Zanadu. probably. Yeah. It's Changing yeah. Man. Yeah. And uh, and then is that? The new Enchantress because I, I read that read that first issue so I don't know if it's yeah if it's with, with the hat you mean she has the wide brim hat on uh, if she does no, that's the, like the witch's hat so it's more yeah. of a, a cowl it's oh. like a green cow I, mean, I don't know well if it's green it's probably it's green yeah. yeah yeah I think it's that the June June Moon um, which we can talk about the issue. Uh, a little bit later, but yeah, I yeah, mean, this that, is basically a, a retooled uh, Shadow Pact. 
Right. Yeah. They're doing stuff with that in the in the Secret Seven. Flashpoint Secret Seven, they're getting into the June Moon thing with the Enchantress. Yeah, that's what so, I'm talking okay. about. And, and, yeah, that's and, the setup. Yeah, and 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 shade the change of me. I think right. I think this is the series that's going to come out of that. And in, in right. now, um, written by Peter Milligan, uh, art by Mikhail Janine. I, I don't know that artist either. I don't know if you guys know. No, don't know. Mm. Don't know who did the cover art, but it looks nice. Intrigued, nonetheless. Mm. Uh, here's another really cool one. Uh, as, as soon as I saw it, it's like uh, a medieval era book about the demon written by Paul Cornell. Yeah. Hell yes. Yeah, so Demon <laughs> yeah, Knight. I, I agree. It's really cool. Yeah, that's that's another must-buy for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, all the demon stories I've read that I that I are probably my favorites are whenever it's in, you know, the you know, the Ar- Ar- Arthurian legend and 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 set in the Middle Ages because that's, you know, dude rhyming demons rock the house. Yes, they yes. do. It. Especially with like knights and yeah. and, and, th- and that kind of shit. Diogenes so. Nevis, I don't DC fans probably don't know him all that well, but he he was uh he's been doing some Marvel stuff. He did the New Mutants for a while. Uh yeah. Yep. And uh, yeah, I, I definitely I like his stuff quite a bit. So, cool. so that, that's definitely uh, on my my hit list, uh, along with the next one, uh, Jeff Lemire again with uh, Frankenstein, Agent of Shade. Unbelievable! Ooh, oh. oh my god, dude, are we not going to gush about this book when it comes out or what? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, you know what? I, I was impossible to not like it. That was that was the bullseye of my target. Out of yeah, all the books yeah. that were announced to date that was the center front and center that's the book i'm most excited about after reading the thing that they published today the flashpoint frankenstein and the creatures of the unknown oh. he is gonna he is gonna kill on this frankenstein book nice cannot wait nice. It, it's, now uh, alberto potticelli's doing the art do you guys i don't know his stuff that well do you guys don't know it? but um you know He's, it was good it was didn't good. he do some work for avatar you would know better than us but i think i think think so don't quote me but yeah um yeah and i and i can't talk about frankenstein because um you guys didn't read it yet but it's awesome let's talk about it next week we got a little uh little dna infusion uh next uh, oh. resurrection man with a uh, abnett oh. oh have you ever read uh, resurrection man no and i saw you gushing oh, about it. it's an awesome character yeah it's it's like do you are you familiar with dial h for hero yeah well, there's that component built into the character. Like, he could become many different things. Mm-hmm. So the book is always changing, always diverse. You have uh, different powers depending on the situation. It's a it's a neat formula to milk. I mean, they, there's a lot of creative ways you can approach this title. And to have Abnett and Lanning on it, that's that's the icing on the cake. Nice. Yeah. A great Definitely. character. And Body Doubles came out of uh, out of Resurrection Man. Oh, cool! By the way, uh, just just I did know his got his work. Uh, P- Ponticelli uh, was the uh, penciler on Unknown Soldier, which was a beautiful. Oh, oh, oh okay, that's, that's right. So that's legitimate. That's legit. That Thank is King. legit. Lemire's getting hooked up. Yeah, the other yeah. thing. Um, uh, I Vampire with uh, Josh um, Fialkov. Fialkov, yeah, nice. Uh, Sorrentino. Now that's an interesting one because I. Clearly, vampires are very in vogue. We've talked about it. Um, yeah. I think those of us that have read American Vampire love it. Um, so it's interesting to me that they're launching another vampire book within the DCU. Yeah, and that, I think that's the hook, is that this is vampires that will show up 
you know, with like, you know, maybe Superman, you know, okay. so it's in the we, DCU. Yeah. It, it, that's the one of this, of this like subgroup that I was a little curious about what, how, what it's going to be like only because, um, we also just got done a fairly lengthy, uh, vampire driven arc in Marvel. You know what I mean? Like right. it's, yeah, but nobody read that. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. They have stacks of them in the warehouse, just <laughs> gathering dust. Yeah, but uh, um, I Vampire—that's a long-standing character. I think he yeah. came out nineteen nineteen eighty in uh, what House of Mystery was it? Yeah, yeah. And those uh, Kaluta covers. Check those out. Really nice. Really oh, nice. Oh, you're getting ready you're to break go all. Break him out. You are. Mm-hmm. Which is very sad because the. Um, uh, the original voice of uh, the the Daleks uh, passed away yesterday. Yeah, um, yeah, I forgot I forgot his name, but the guy who was the the voice of uh, the voice of the Doctor's arch nemesis passed away, and just just in time for for Vince to go all exterminate on us. Come on, mm-hmm. say it, say it. R.I.P. Nice, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about uh, Voodoo? Uh, yeah, voodoo uh, wel- the Voodoo. Welcoming uh, Ron Mars back to to DC after a long uh, a long uh, time working over at Top Cow. Which yeah, I think he just ended still- his uh, exclusive there, right? Okay, well, so there you go. Now he's got a DC book. So, um, uh, Voodoo. Anybody familiar? Is this an existing property? Is <laughs> yes. It's yeah. a Ghibli property. It's Voodoo from uh, Wildcats. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, so this is our first. This is our first Wild or uh, Wildstorm uh, property. Yes, degraded, right? but yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, that's Priscilla Catane is what she was known as. So even though Ron Mars is back writing for DC, he's also kind of sort of writing back for for Image. And it, in a way, yeah, he is. That's really funny. Well, he is. He is. Am I shitty? Shitty. Sure. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So okay, that's Voodoo from Wildcats. Yeah, I dug Voodoo, so, man. I dug, I dug her a lot, actually. Well, you know, there there had also been rumored. It's not, it haven't hasn't been announced yet, but uh, it was rumored over at Bleeding Cool that there's going to be a Grifter book as well. Right. Right. So uh, yeah. So Wildstorm is going to make its way um, finally into DC after kind of uh, you know kind of flirting a little bit earlier. Uh, Le- Legion Legion Lost by uh, Fabian uh, Nicieza and uh, Pete Woods. We got uh, two Legion books here. Mm-hmm. This is the first one. I'm in. Uh, now Legion Lost. That there was a um, that was uh, Abnett Landing uh, and and, and uh, uh, was it Quapel? Yeah, yeah. Now wait a minute. Am I all right to speak now? Yes, you're good. You're good. Just you're to good. clarify that thing about Ron Mars that you said before. Yeah. Technically, Top Cow is Image, but yes, he well, right. he is writing an Image book now. That Shinku, yeah. the, well, the vamp- oh. yeah, the, yeah, that one yeah. right. But, but, but David's point is that he's writing a character at DC that was originally an Image character at Wildstorm. David would be correct in Voodoo. You know, I, I wanted it when you tweeted that. Uh, thing about Voodoo being a new character to Eric Larson, no less. I want. I wanted. A, I wanted a private message you and say, "You dumbass! Why did you? Why oh, did you funny. say well, that?" I mean, it's. I didn't make you the didn't wild know, right. connection. Sure, dude. She's she's a she's a half breed Damonite, dude. That's yeah. that's right. Yeah. And Alan Moore wrote her that one yeah. time. Yeah, I'm a, yeah. I, I loved Wildcat. Eric Larson just rolled his eyes and, <laughs> and then bitched, and then bitched <laughs> about something. Else. 
you know, yeah. and then and then and then it said something like, "They don't make comics like they did when I was a kid." And why don't they make new comics? Treasury sized. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah. So you were saying there are two Legion books. Yeah. Uh, Legion of Superheroes. Uh, Paul Levitz is going to continue writing Legion. Hey. Yeah. And I did see that the Dio said that the books are going to range from a completely new to major changes to very little. And he said that of all the books of the 52, Levitz's Legion of Superheroes is going to be the least changed. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't know if that's a bright idea. Well, it's a, you know what? I know, what? A lot of these Legion diehards seem to be really liking Levitz back yeah. in the book. Yeah, what, 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 what Levitz write the Legion that he wants to write. He, he's okay. kind of earned it. That, you know? You're right. That's fair. You're right. Now, this Legion Lost sounds like it's nothing at all like the old Legion Lost. Um, it's seven of the Legion members getting sent back to our time, right. kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy, I guess. Oh, cool. Like if you're, mm-hmm. and, uh, and having to, you know, I think, save the future by doing something here. But it's, uh, it's not, so it's not like the... Um, Love the premise. DNA, yeah. Yeah. I'm down for both Legion. The uh, then uh, it comes the 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 back to the the nineties era. <laughs> yeah, you um, know, uh, um, Teen Titans already. Okay, here you go. The, now I'm gonna I'm gonna sound I'm gonna sound curmudgeonly and all and, right, bring it. Um, here's your chance after about well, whenever Jeff Johns finally left uh, Teen Titans after a pretty pretty good run on it, here's your chance to write the ship and say, we're going to start with a new Teen Titans and get this book back on track. And it already looks like a fucking train wreck. See, I, I know you're not alone in that sentiment, but I completely disagree. I agree with like thing about the Johns, that Titans, Titans is one of the first DC books I read regularly with Johns. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, and then I stayed with it for a while after that, and it really lost me. I've picked up like an issue or two of each new creative team, and it just hasn't brought me back in because I feel like they're just retreading on the same ground, and like Ravager's in or out, and she's even she's not. And it's like that you- cover looks like the worst moments of the '90s all combined into one image. There's not one fucking foot on that cover. Six characters, not one goddamn foot. I kind of like the character. Though. I don't know if the, no. There's or not the, an open, the cover. There's not I think an open. Red Robin looks like a total badass. Well, I, yeah, I, I, I like I like the I like the I like the new character design on it. But look at that cover. There's not one finger or toe on that entire cover. Six I characters. I see. Huh? I see Flash's feet, and I see Red. Robin. Where do you see Flash's feet? There's no foot there. Look at the image right now. I mean, there's no, there's no, no, no. There's not. There, <laughs> I mean, no. I'm looking at the image. Oh, yeah. oh no, I, I do, I do see it. I do, is, I do see you a see Robin's left foot, and you <laughs> flash his both feet. So okay, okay, uh... two two out of twelve feet. No, kind of what I'm saying is that it it looks awesome. You, you said here the '90s are coming back. That just looks like such a 1990s cover to me, and I got very little interest in reading a, a 1990s type. Awesome. <laughs> um, definitely diametrically opposed to your eye. I love that cover a lot. Like, I, think, I mean, I, the redesigns are fantastic. Red Robin actually has freaking like falcon wings. It's awesome. Tara like all black and like she's like 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 black and lava now, which is great. Sexy. Now is, is the Tara okay? Because all right, I wasn't. I'm I, assuming I'm, it's Tara just because she's got lava uh, and she's I'm, got. Dirt. Okay, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna go ahead and say true. that it, it may, maybe that is lava. I was, th- I mean, I, I saw black in, in a small thumbnail, and I was thinking maybe Raven, right. but it, it, it could very well be. But who are the um? 
Is that blonde is Wonder Girl? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who the spidery chick is. I don't. I was asking that today, actually. If any, they should. That, that, they should, uh, they should I think it's. That, a, I uh, think the, I think it's a character that's crawling over from Young Blood. <laughs> the only thing I don't like about that cover is the Superboy. The the you mean the emo Superboy? Yeah. 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 Uh, Superman tattoo. Yeah, I'm not digging the barcode. Maybe maybe I'll maybe I'll be wrong, but Teen Titans. I was really looking forward to them kind of getting back to what makes a good teen book. And I don't know. From well, it's setting up to be the most contro- one of the more controversial ones because um, you know a lot of people were waiting to find out where where and if Tim would be in a book. And this uh, again, DDO said today this is Tim's book. This is gonna he's gonna be front and center. But in the little that we know of the book from the solicit info. Um, it makes it sound like Tim really has little to no connection to Bruce and, and, the, and the Waynes. Uh, he's Tim Drake. He's a hacker, and he's brought into this team. So it may this may be one of the cases where they really do rejigger the character. I don't. If that's the way it is, I don't really have a problem with that because uh, if they're going to make Bruce younger but with a son, I, I don't. You know, I don't know how we'd also have a near twenty year old, you know, adopted teen. Yeah. Suit, so. Well, that's fine. You know, they they can. Yeah, I'm glad that Tim is is still around, and if they have to rework his origin, that's fine. You know, there's now, only, it, now, there's so, only room for so many Robins. Sure, and it's, this is also written by Scott Lobdell, Brett mm-hmm. Booth. Talk about again, you know, old yeah. old image guy. Yeah. He's been uh, and uh, and then Norm Ratman. So um. yeah, um, yeah. We'll we'll talk about it a little bit later. But uh, I've got a couple thoughts on on the art in general. Um, but uh, uh, Static Shock, what? You know, we we're. I think we were all hoping for uh, a milestone character to get in there, and Static Shocks. You know, certainly the the most recognizable. And if you're going to be releasing something, you know, day and date digital, uh, there are a lot of people out there that remember Static Shock that will probably, hopefully, pick this up uh, digitally. So and, and that, that by John be, Rosen. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. uh, of uh, uh, Zombie. Yeah. Uh, which we love. Now, uh, so yeah. Having a zombie Vince, you think the zombie's over? I sure yeah. hope not. Yeah, it'll it'll, I mean, it'll, it'll wrap. And, but you got to be realistic. That was a book that the most optimistic outlook was 12-inch issues. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. So I mean, if we get six, eight, great. It's interesting of of the art. Like Chris had an issue with the Teen Titans, which I get. He's not the only one on, I saw on Twitter today. That the, but for me, I was kind of disappointed. Like of all the – I was kind of disappointed in this one because – I'm just not, and this is totally personal. I know lots of people love him. I'm just not a huge Scott McDaniel fan. I knew it. I knew, no, yeah, you said that before. Yeah, I just, I it's just not just you know whatever. It's just not, again, I don't want to criticize the man. Clearly, he has his fans. It just for me doesn't generally do it for me. So I, I was hoping there would be a static book, and there is one. But it's you know again, and I'll, I'm going to try every I've, again. I'll stay on record. I'm going to try every single one of these books and give them a chance. But but uh, you know I'm not. That was I was hoping that. That would, you know, I wasn't hoping to see yeah. his name. I think McDaniel nailed Batman and uh, Detective when he was on him, and then uh, Nightwing Two. He had a great run on that, but his Green Arrow stuff, I don't know. Maybe he was trying something different. It just, I like the guy too, and I, I, I really don't think the Green Arrow stuff is all that. All he had that. one of the countdown tie-ins too. Where the, the, where yeah, the, that, the that arena one, the thing. Backup guy on the he and norton and i forget the oh, other the trinity yeah the, yeah he did a lot yeah. of the backups yeah uh and and real quick the the last one uh that's been not real quick. huh not real quick we got to spend some time on this one word well, and and we're gonna have we're gonna have differing opinions on, on <laughs> i don't know why. uh uh 
Uh, Hawk and Dove. Yay. Cool. Uh, Sterling Gates. Cool. Uh, Rob Leefield. Yeah. Extra boy. cool. Extra cool. Yeah. Coming, back to, coming back to where he once was. Yeah. I think that, that image looks great. Me too. I like it, too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and I actually spoke to Rob about this today. Uh, <laughs> Of course you did. It's true. We are wow. Talking. Wait, I thought I thought I thought Chris was name dropping, but okay. No, hey, I, when, when you can <laughs> drop Liefeld, that's a good day. I, I asked him if this, you know, what this means for the Infinite, which is the book he's got coming out. You know, he and uh, Kirkman are doing because that's uh, ongoing as well. So I was like, how you? He said, are you are you just doing the first arc of Infinite and taking over this? But he said no. That, he said uh, he's got four issues in the can at Infinite. Um, he's already got stuff in the can on this one, and he said he's been doing like. 40, 50 pages a month. Nice. Awesome. Which is fucking, look, again, I I don't want to turn this into, like, I know he's a divisive creator. I'm not, you know, people like what they like, but you got to give the man props for a guy that once had a reputation for, like, having trouble turning, you know, that's a big, that's a lot of production. Oh, it's a a conscious effort for him to turn it around, too, because he's even said, I got to get my game back together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and are you going to get the director's cut of The Infinite, or are you going to get the regular? Me, too. Yeah. I said I was looking through the previous. I said it says regular edition, sketchbook yeah. included in the. Dr- I'm like, that's for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah my kidding me? Shit, sketches. <laughs> love it. He's yeah. great, and I love the cover of the Infinite too. Both of them. It's a he's he's still got it, man. Definitely, and he loves comics. Yeah. He, mm-hmm. he, yeah. No, it's it's Twitter. He's always giving other people shout outs. He's always saying stuff he loves Marvel, DC, Indie. He doesn't. We just so. got to pull him out of the church. That's all. That's all. Well, and he's got to stop liking the Lakers as much as he does. <laughs> uh, re- real quick, it was, I guess, we announced earlier today, going back to what Chris said about a grifter book, and this ties into something that Jason and I talk about. Uh, there will be a grifter book, and it will be written, or at least the first issue will be written by uh, Nathan Edmondson, who does, who is Jake oh, Ellis. that's right. That's right, yeah. Really? Yeah. And who's, did they say an, an artist on the grifter? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. There's no room to shit on Sylvester. No, but let's see how many of the, the image founders we can get to come back and draw DC books. Well, yeah. I would. Uh, you know, I don't. I have no concern over the JLA. I would almost like to see Jim Lee doing the Grifter book. But, oh man, well, you know, honestly, I mean, what's what's put in the, and here I'm probably as excited about this as anybody. But and so yeah, I'm I try not to come off as too much of the 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 jerkwad. But you know, are we going to set the over under on actual completed Jim Lee issues of JLA at? Well, he's not a freelancer, so he's exempt from that memo that went out. I would, uh, I, I think, I know what you're saying. Certainly, I think his his his, his reputation is warrants that. But I, I genuinely think, and maybe it's just because I'm overwhelmed with optimism about this whole thing. I, I think we will see at least six issues from him. Yeah, okay. six. He he has to. That but, okay, like he wait, said, but, he he's not only is he the head man now, but he said I can't fuck this up. So yeah, I'm. I'm it was when when. Batman was coming out during the Hush storyline. And does anybody remember if any of those issues were late? Because he did all at twelve. I think the last one was. The he 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 pulled the Brian Bolin when it came to the last step. I think the last one was a little late, not by much, but because it it had two wraparound covers, though. 
two different one one with the right, back right, family yeah, and one with the villain family. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I think like the last like, the last time I remember seeing consecutive issues by Jim Lee more than three was probably during Un- Uncanny X-Men. Because even, even when the X-Men launched, he was only on that for a few issues before they they, they left it to go form Image. So I, I don't know when the last time, aside from Hush, Lee actually did more than a half year's worth of issues. So I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. I, I, I think I'm knowing that, thinking that they've had this plan for a while now that, that he's been working on it. Yeah. Just... Uh, Dap, I got to answer your question. Let's see. He uh, uh, December two thousand two, uh, February two thousand three. But it looks like that was planned because there was a double feature. Um, January two thousand three, uh, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. He didn't miss a month. Yeah, that, that was for the Batman. That was for Hush. Yeah, that was for Hush. So yeah. the last which, one wasn't, which, wasn't late, yeah, was it? Which I loved as it came out, and I got the absolute, and I still think it looks gorgeous. So yeah. you know, what's you know, benefit of the doubt, you know, maybe he does uh, an an awesome twelve issue run on on JLA, and it, you know, comes out, or it's actually just Justice League. Um, for, I think you for can pin the crappy ending on Loeb, but it is a very beautiful book to look at. Oh, yeah, it's, it's well, I mean, I mean, what you just described. Most Jeff Loeb books—they're really pretty to look at. Not the Hulk. Hulk's awesome. Yeah, you know, I just jumped right into the Parker Hartman stuff, and I was happy. Sure. Um, I picked it up right away. Okay. Uh, but you know, it's—it's it, it's going to be. I mean, yeah, we we can say that, like Jason says, you know, we said on on Twitter, I, I can't fuck this up, and and we can. I have absolutely no problem. I think. There will be a lot of people will will say, "See, I told you so." If he misses an issue, if we need to fill an issue, or 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 issue four and five are delayed, but I mean, maybe maybe he shouldn't do it. But I mean, dude is co-publisher, so it's not like he doesn't have a day job. So I can kind of maybe cut him a little bit of slack if something is a little late. No, no slack. You you commit, I understand that. I you understand commit that. to a title, you produce the title. I don't care I know, if you're the publisher. Especially, I think as as you you hinted at David with the snark is the the memo that came out that basically you know DC sent a memo out. You, there'll be no late books or you'll be replaced. Um, mm-hmm. So you know you can't have your you can't have your uh, publisher. Uh, <laughs> into that rule you know that's just not that 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 wouldn't be very smart on their part so right. um, well um what let's talk about um we've got da, 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 10 12 more books uh they they announced a 53rd book by the way which is batman incorporated which is going to be morrison and oh, Burnham. next year right yeah yeah 2012 um, yes um uh, so we've got we've got 12 more um is and there touched superman yet right well, we know, um, actually, we know four of those twelve, though. They, they've been uh, on Bleeding Gr- Cool, just not on iFamily Gr- yet. Yeah, Grifter, right, right. Uh, Batman there, Beyond with Batman Adam Beyond. Beyond. Okay, okay. Uh, Superboy, Superboy with Scott Lobdell. Okay, uh, oh. and, and Supergirl with the uh, guys who have been either names escape me, but the guys that have been writing Batman Superman. Right. Oh well, Colin, Colin Bunn. No, 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 no. no, no. The ones that oh, are Field call is is in um, previews, I think, for for August. What's that? So, no, Josh. it's not. Yeah, oh, okay. it's not him. No. Uh, and then there's still rumors about a Morrison uh, Superman book. Yep. Right. Uh, then I'm hoping there'll be action in it, Superman in some form. We'll have those yeah, two. Yeah, and so that's like six of the twelve there. Uh, I'm I'm assuming that 
they'll relaunch uh, Jonah Hex? No, I don't. Not if they want to make money. <laughs> they yeah. won't. No, I mean, well, hey, you know, I'm looking at it from this point. It's like, you know, let's get some genre fiction out there. It's if you're you wanting to, you're like seven fighter. issues of Hex to to, to read. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't yeah, I would be surprised if they if they put a Hex book out. Actually, really, uh, yeah, I'll, me be, too. I'll, I'll, I'll be shocked. They're going to tie it into that movie. <laughs> well, yeah. no, I, they they did say western, but that could be the uh, that could be an that could be weird western too. Western, yeah. right? No, and it, it could also be that uh, that thing that Darwin Cook was uh, hinting at, Vigilante. Vigilante, Vigilante. Yeah, yeah. I would love no, to see it, Vigilante, but yeah. It, if they put out a weird western tales that had um, you know, basically an anthology format with Jonah Hex and Batwatch and Lanny, oh. and um, that would be that would be awesome. It would. Yeah. yeah. But sorry, just to uh, follow up, the Supergirl writers are uh, Michael Green and Mike Johnson. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so. You know, but I would now, as as a fanboy, a year from now, you know what I would absolutely love to see? Wildcats. Well, Me too. <laughs> of course. A uh, Armstrong. A, a new volume of Who's Who. Well, you know what you say that it's funny you say that because, as you know, I am an unabashed fan of the Ohatmu and the Who's Who. Yes, and I've been waiting forever for there to be a new Who's Who, and they announced again last San Diego. Weren't they going to put a show, showcase? F you, it's Wikipedia. I'm just. Oh <laughs> uh, no, you didn't say. Wait, listen, no. After after once we once we have a year's worth of stories with these new characters yeah, and air quotes, I'm not saying do it when you know. The issues are coming out because there's no history. So, after a year and everybody's you know used to and, and familiar with the characters, if you're not reading all the issues that DC's putting out, then I mean I I will definitely buy a new Who's Who. Totally. Especially, especially like a, a digital version would be great. Right. They exactly. announced they were going to do it at last San Diego, and then nothing came of it. So again, much like some of these other things, I'm hoping that they just decided you know, we're going to wait. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, I, I'd like to see a little bit more diversity in in the artists that they that they've chosen so far. It seems to be a lot of a, a lot of guys that you can say are out of the the Jim Lee school of, of of comic booking. So I mean, not all, but uh, you know, I'm hoping that I'm hoping that we get some more nice surprises in these last twelve uh, art wise. Right. Well, we haven't seen Jamal. I mean, I will definitely be doing a break. Right. So yeah. Well, I'm assuming yeah. probably Supergirl, you know, or Action. He'll he'll be on a he'll be on a super book. I would imagine. Well, yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, some yeah. super books. Yeah. Um, but, I'm still uh, holding out hope for my my prediction. I don't know how 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 close. Uh, carry on, Sandman. Might carry on, Sandman. That'd be awesome no, I, to I see. You're smoking a crack, Reda. But. Gaiman has said, out of all of the people who have touched the character, Mike Carey. Yeah, but Gaiman owns Sandman, though. Like, I mean, he, that, he's not going to let that be part of the DC. Does he? Does he own it lock stock? I think doesn't DC own a part of it? They own a part of it. My understanding is he retains control of the Sandman. It's probably, I, maybe it's kind of like Robinson with uh, with Starman. Oh, maybe he's kind of the only well, one because they they let him use it. They they let. Death be used in a DCU and, and mm-hmm. during the Cornell's action run and and so I mean it's I'm I'm sure there are circumstances but as far as like an ongoing or a series featuring Morpheus or, or or a bulk of the dreaming I don't I don't know what that it, would be. it would be almost be a license to print money what 
a Sandman, at least a Sandman mini, or God, you know, maybe. No, I, don't, that, I, don't, they, I don't. I don't. I don't know if any. Com- I don't know if any comic book company can print money, and if they can, then they they would. Ex- oh, you know <laughs> what? I Vince, I owe you an apology. What's that? Uh, I just happened to Neil Gaiman on his blog. The first thing on his FAQ about Sandman is. Um, that he because of questions he's like I get asked all the time hey I want to do a thing about Sam I want to do a play a movie and he says he says the simple answer is I can't I don't own Sandman DC Comics does if you oh. make something useful the material I did for Sandman you have to ask them feel free Ooh. you know there you wow. go hey you never know because they're 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 mining that mid nineties Vertigo. That would be mad controversial, dude. It's what I'm saying. If you want to get attention to your new thing, do the Sandman. If they do they, it, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you mad props for calling it because no one else I've, I've heard no one else say that. So. They got you got Animal Man, you have Shade the Changing Man, uh, Swamp, Sw- Swamp Thing, Constantine. They're all being pl- plundered for the this new DC dude, universe. Well, Why not Sandman? As long as uh, we don't see Jesse and, and the Preacher Crew back in a. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> you, get, you get you get the feeling that that Karen Berger is is feeling like you know. Uh, like someone like snuck into her house and stole all of her furniture. Yeah, and it's tough, right? Because I think this falls into that area where we could talk about this, and then you know we hear from our buddies who will say, you know, sometimes you got nuts with your conjecture, like you don't, like you know what you're talking about. But I, I, I've thought of that too. But it's we don't know for sure. But I, it certainly seems if I were her, I'd be not feeling so comfortable with things. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. you know, she she was always very. It was always very clear that. That uh, the Dio had no say over the vertical world, and then obviously he got promoted, and they made it very clear he had he had oversight over her. We're going to take your most notable properties, and they're coming over yeah. to our house. And now Bob Harris is her boss now too. Which and, is- okay, so I mean that that's for the mainline DCU and and the Vertigo stuff that featuring properties owned by DC and Warner Brothers, but you have things like Scalp, you have things like right. Vampire. Oh, I mean, is, is it possible if, if something, right, Sweet Tooth, which I, I'm pretty sure has as an ending in oh, this world. And we, know, and, we know, and we know Jeff's not going anywhere, especially with, with, with him writing so many DC books with, with mm-hmm. the relaunch. Um, but if, the, I no idea what anybody's deals are or, or how things are structured. Or if, I, I, I do believe that that Jason Aaron said that that you know he's he's been renewed for another twelve. I, I guess contracts with Vertigo go for twelve months. So I think that you know Scalp is at least going on for for another year, depending on when I last read that. But it, any thoughts on if if things don't look good as far as creator-owned work in Vertigo, that 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 they could move them to Image or Icon or somewhere else? Sure. Well, yeah. I, I mean, it's. It's creator own, so you know. So I, I don't know the ins and outs of the deals or anything right. like that, but you know, nobody does except for the creators and the companies. But you know, I I, I don't know. I guess anything's possible. Fuck Voodoo is in DC, so well, that's because it's owned by the boss. So. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, nice, very nice. Oh, and, all and right, did you, Chris. Did you? I'm sorry. Just did you say, Chris, that uh, Perez is drawing Superman? Did you? I forget when you. Because that's the other thing they. George Perez is drawing Superman. Oh, I think oh, he's on oh, action, love isn't he? It's 
Well, uh, I've seen him, George Ferris, to write and draw Superman. I God, know. I was going to say, oh. George, imagine that creative team. Grant Morrison and George Perez on Superman. Talk about putting too much on the page in every conceivable way. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now, to be fair, this is just Rich Johnson reported that he was going to write and draw Superman. Now, I, don't, I haven't seen that confirmed, so maybe that's just maybe that won't be the case. But that's That would be the first thing I'd read every fucking month. Do you have to so. be a potty mouth? I do. What? But with him? Yeah. <laughs> David was being a potty mouth. Word. I think I would even buy a, a Perez Superman. I yeah. think you would. I think I would. Because, right. I mean, he's That's still sharp. Go. He, he's, right he's, the... he's got a nice chunk of work in that uh, Secret 7 Flashpoint thing. And it's... Oh, Perez? Yeah. That was all Skycoach. What did you say? That was all Skycoach. Oh, it was. I mean, okay, have, I haven't have seen you it. Read it. Have I you read it? it? I have not, I have not seen it. Yes, well, and be careful because I feel Scott is listening. It wasn't all Scott Koblish. I mean, uh, he, they, he did fin- he did finishes on the entire issue. Right, but Perez drew what the first fifteen pages, I think. He basically come on, look at it. He did layouts for like the first five. I'm curious to know if, if Perez layouts are like as detailed as other I, was, I know when hey, I think of Perez right? layouts they're probably like super tight. They'd be like tighter than most people's finishes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but I mean Kobush did finishes on the entire book. I mean oh, it's, it does it doesn't it doesn't look just, like a, it doesn't look like a George Perez book. It looks like the the first half does. It looks like that final nah, basis. No. I haven't read it so I can't speak to it. Yeah. It's not but bad. It, it was interesting. I, you know, I never really read uh, Shade the Changing Man. I've got the first, I've got the first trade, and I think I've read the first issue. I need to pick it back up and read American it again. Scream. <sighs> American yeah. Scream is awesome. It seemed really interesting. I like the premise of it, um, but if you haven't read Shade the Changing Man, you have no goddamn idea what's going on in this. Yeah, but they're they're melding the two. They're melding the the Vertigo shade and the Ditko shade. The Changing Man. There's. Mm-hmm. It seems like they're trying to incorporate things from both versions of the character in there, which is great. Kind of so nice. if you haven't read either version, then you have absolutely no goddamn. Um. I, yeah. I I, I want to agree with you, but I don't just because it's you. So. <laughs> yeah. There we go. <laughs> I heard of. Can we talk about other comics for a little while? Yeah, because yeah. oh. we're we're almost an hour and a half into it. No wow. time, no time, no time. Let let me ask you a question, and, and I hope I get at least two out of three okay. affir- affirmatives. Have Did you anybody, read Fuckator number nine? Anybody no, read Kirk, Kirby Genesis number zero? Nope. I have the. What was that? The um. I was gonna pick it up. I have. Uh, there, there was one of the things from with my. DCBS order this month. It was the was it zero? It was the free comic book day. Yeah, it was number zero. I didn't read it yet. I have it. I have it. Oh, it's really good. Oh, it was I, I, the comic shop, but oh, it was I like, like the first like page. six. That's it's awesome. like six pages of story for how much? A dollar. It's from. Was oh, okay. It was just a dollar. Okay. Uh there's twelve pages of story, oh. and it is it is a zero issue, but man, is it good? I I was cautiously optimistic when I I read about this. And it's written by Busick, Kurt Busick, yes. and uh, art direction layouts and covers by Alex Ross. Uh, art by Alex Ross and Jack Herbert. 
Yes. It's a weird blend of, of Herbert's line art and, and Alex Ross's painting. I guess Alex is doing the rough layouts and picking which panels to fully paint, and Herbert's doing the uh, line art in the other panels. Uh, let's see, letters by Vinicus, no, colors by Vinicus Andrade, which is weird because how do you color an Alex Ross book when he's, isn't, wouldn't that be like a, a cause for concern if you're a colorist and you know that part of your page is going to be next to an Alex Ross painting? Talk about stage well, fright. Uh, that's tough. That, that, that's because Alex is a, a tough cat to top, really, as far as painting goes. I'm, I, that's the, I'm just speaking the obvious, right? But it's really cool. I, like I said, I was very cautiously optimistic, but after reading this first issue, man, they are gonna, they're going balls out on this thing. Cool. I'm it's, looking forward to it. It, it looks really nice. You want to know the setup? Sure. There is, uh, well, the story begins with almost a, well, not almost, a real life retcon. Uh, in this, in the reality of this comic, the Pioneer 10 space probe, that uh, spacecraft that was created to gather data on our solar system and then plunge into the unknown area beyond. Well, remember that the Pioneer um, space probe carried a plaque on it with the uh, line art. It was a graphic interpretation of humanity, and, and it had a, a very mundane rendition of a human female and a male and some other stuff. But in this reality... The image of the uh, male and female was an idealized version drawn by Jack Kirby. That's the plaque that's on the space probe. Th number one, that is so cool because there's a real-life counterpart to that. And I won't tell you about it. You'll have to buy this issue to read it. But it's in the, the back matter in the, in the back. Jack was very close to, to uh, being the artist that um, drew the uh, plaque. But anyway, um, so the space probe is out there, and it's it's in our solar system, but it gets to the point where it bursts through, and there's this anomaly in space, this, this I don't know if you want to call it a wormhole or a warp, or uh, there's, there's a problem with space, and the, the, the space probe gets sucked into it and spit out in another dimension, another universe, another area of space, and it starts gathering data. And that's what it was designed to do, and it gathers data on all of everything it encounters, and what it, it the things it encounters are all Kirby characters. You see Captain Victory and the Galactic Rangers. I mean, they leave no stone unturned in this thing. Captain Victory's in it. Lightning Lady and the Insectons are in there. Major Clavis. If anyone's read Captain Victory, you know who I'm talking about. Major Clavis was the the, the uh, African-American dude who, uh, through the power of cyclotronic conversion, becomes the spirit brother. Come on, this is pure Kirby. Orca's in this, Terran, the Tiger Dreadnought, Mr. Mind, uh, Egghead, we call them. Like, even the, the most cast-off Kirby characters from Captain Victory, like there was this giant insecton, um, on the cover of Captain Victory number three that had these huge tusks and horns. It's in this damn book. Silver Star's in here. Remember the, uh, the Tops Kirby, uh, Secret City saga that they did? Captain Glory, Night Glider, Bombast is in here. Even like weirdo off, off the beaten path stuff that Kirby did. Like he, Jack used to love the undergrounds, believe it or not. And, and the, the more explicit and, uh, 
you know, um, uncensored the comic, the, 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 the more enjoyment Jack would get out of it. And then one time he was toying with the idea of doing an underground comic himself, and he couldn't bring himself to draw nude people, nude women. He couldn't do it. But, but he did try, and it was this racy for Kirby anyway, this uh, group of women called Galaxy Green, a bunch of uh, spacefaring women in, in tight costumes. They're in here. Uh, even like one-off characters Kirby visualized for limited run portfolios in the late 60s. He did the Norse gods. You've seen them advertised uh, in, in fan magazines and in, in uh, other places. The, he did full big plates of Balder and Heimdall, you know, the dude who guards the bridge, uh, Sigurd. The, the, the Norse gods are in here. Uh, they even plundered Kirby's sketchbooks uh, off like one note characters that Jack just doodled in the sides of the margins they're, they're in here like and and the, the cool thing about it is Busick and company are given these characters names and purposes they're like finishing what Jack started that's nuts there's characters Jack did um, I forget where these were published, but they're large size. Oh, both paintings were from 1966. Characters that, you know, Jack just thought look cool. Now Busick has given them names. Ramses, the Black Sphinx, and Ember, the Blazing Star, incorporating them into this, this Kirby Genesis story. David, you will appreciate this more than anyone. Destroyer Duck is in here. Nice. I'm not kidding. It, you have to look really close. It's in the space probe is going through this. This it gets to the very fringes of creation, and it, it encounters something. It, it's a multifaceted something, and the probe comes into contact with it, and and this this intelligence, I'm assuming, infuses the probe with all this information, and right in the bottom of the page. You see Destroyer Duck with the little, you know, the, the knit hat on, and he's got two sticks of dynamite in his hands, like, Destroyer Duck. I, I was looking for the, the goozle bobber from Captain Victory number four, but I couldn't find it. I guess that may be a good thing that they're not putting the goozle bobber in here, because that was a pretty, <laughs> pretty stupid character. But, I mean, fun. But it, as, as far as anticipation, man, I am stoked. This, this, they, oh, are doing, they are doing Kirby proud in this thing. That's great to hear. Yeah, no, they are, and I, I yeah, it wasn't one of the free comic book day ones. I, I just looked at the back, and it was yeah, it, it was the buck. But yeah, I, I, I'm glad I ordered it. I don't, I don't remember ticking it off on the box, but it's um, I, I'm kind of bummed that I don't, I don't think I ordered the first issue. But I'm, uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to your thoughts, man. Well, as Jason would say, I'm in in uh, balls deep on this. There I, oh, I, yeah. there, there's no other way I can be. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm glad controls, I'm glad I pre-ordered. But uh, back to the fringes of space. Once the, the space probe gets sent back to Earth, it has all this information on these these beings and these characters that that Kirby has created. The the, the probe is sent back screaming to Earth, and we encounter two. I'm going to call them gods because if you're hovering around the edge of creation, you got to be pretty damn powerful. Uh, named, uh, it's a male and a female, Jarek and Spring, which is kind of cool because the, the story starts off with an idealized uh, picture of a man and a woman, and in the end it ends with a man and a woman uh, who are gods. So it's pretty much bookended by uh, mm -hmm. this the same thing. It It's so freaking cool. The pages are dynamic as hell. You can see Alex Ross's fingerprints all over this thing. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. It's it's just fantastic, and uh, there are some human characters in it. There's a sergeant and his daughter, and his daughter just happens to be friends with a boy named Kirby, and Kirby's a, Kirby's a dreamer, and he's always uh, I mean he's he's uh, fascinated by space and astronomy and and uh, heavenly bodies, and he's like someday I'm gonna I'm gonna be out there and I'm gonna figure this stuff out, and uh, and he just he's just at all in he's in awe of creation and everything in it and that that was jack and they named the kid appropriately so i'm i'm really so pleased that this is good because yeah, I'm, I'm i'm pleased with uh with herbert's art i'm not uh yeah pretty he he did some black terror stuff which jason probably doesn't want to hear but uh <laughs> <laughs> he he worked on that book and uh i think he's pretty tight i like it actually Mm-hmm. He seems to have even uh, developed even more from the Black Terror days, and you got Alex Ross's paintings. Drool there worthy. you go. Yeah, it's a great. It was only a dollar, but as far as wetting my whistle for what's to come, that's mm-hmm. I think that's what I like the most about this issue. Not, I mean, I liked it for what we were presented, but I liked it even more for the possibility of storylines to come. The tease to me is more enticing than than you know the full reveal. You are so, a champion of, of dynamite if there ever was one. Seriously. I do. I like dynamite a lot. I do. <laughs> you do. You do. Yeah. So you there you go. You up on their best book, but you like everything else to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, can't have it. You can't have it. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Go get it. Yeah. I'm, I actually did order it. I just haven't, I just haven't picked it out of the stack yet. Yeah, it was, it was it was a good stack. I mean, I, I opened oh, up the uh, yeah the the DCMS box, and and you know what? It's funny. I um I have a lot more. Uh, I think I have more image than pretty much any other publisher in in this box this month, yeah. and um, I good. am quite happy with. Um, I mean, there. I mean, I know that. The DC stuff will start coming out in, in September with, with with big stuff, so I don't know how that'll fare when it comes to publisher of the year. But right now, I'm thinking Image might have to be is, is in the front runner for um for the Clockers. Nice. That's pretty, that goes without saying. They're doing a lot of really great books. <laughs> I love it. That goes without saying. I, I I read I read me some FF. Really? Get the hell out of no, here. See? But not not the FF you're thinking about. Oh, I, I, I read me some, oh the, the Freedom some, Foundation. Give me a break. I read me some some tie-ins. I read a Flashpoint tie-in and a Fear Itself tie-in. Nice. And oh, uh, I get it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. FF, yeah, FF, yeah nice. Or what do you think? Um, I, I did read the the uh, the Flashpoint Batman Night of Vengeance that that Vince absolutely adored. Yeah. And, uh, well, and why don't you tell us about it? Oh, can I? Do I yeah. Can I? It's it's written by, and this is why I'm buying these three issues. Not because it's Italian, not because I, you know, it, it it's related anyway to Flashpoint. It's because prior to um to the Jeff Loeb and, and Jim Lee Hush arc in Batman, Brian has the Hundred Bullets team of of Azzarello and and Riso and and Robbins and and Dave Johnson on covers and and Patton Wilberhill. They did six issues of Batman. The the arc, I believe, was Broken City. Broken City. It, was, it was a very attractive um, Batman story, and um, I was kind of hoping I'd get that. And it ended great. It's only the first issue, and we're only getting three issues as far as this mini goes. Uh, it was it 
I, I guess I was based on the creator's track record. I expected more. I was I was a little underwhelmed. It was fine, but it was it, it wasn't what I, I guess I. You were just expecting just... hundred bullets, and you got Johnny Double. <laughs> I, was, I, I was just well, I don't know. Johnny Double was a masterpiece compared to this thing. I think you're right. I, yeah, I, I, I don't. I'm I'm not going to take the wind on anybody's sails on this, but right. it just seemed like every freaking Batman story I've ever read. I, 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 I mean, ratings for more than the. Uh, well, yeah, it'll be but interesting because. No, no, you just it's like oh here's Killer Croc, this huge hulking monstrous beast, and and Batman takes him out in about a page, you know, and it's because he's it's, bad. Yeah, well, we anyway, get it. I, we I, know I, Batman's I, bad. I, I, I could have done without the, the Thomas Wayne Rorschach. Yeah, but see, I got to be honest with you though. Like, I think that criticism is unfair because that's Batman. Like, you're you're expressing a tiredness for the character which you've had for a while now. Like, that's Batman. He's supposed to be able to take out Killer Croc in a couple but, pages. And this like, is this is my main concern with Flashpoint as a whole. If you're going to do an alternate reality universe or storyline, blah blah blah, whatever. Why make the Batman an almost carbon copy of the Batman we already know? Isn't this an opportunity to shake things up? And li- why can't we make Batman an, an agoraphobe? He doesn't want to go out, and he can like do a, do a, a spin on the character. No, Thomas Wayne is almost Bruce to a T, with one or two exceptions. He kills, okay, yeah, and it, you know, and he, he's a little bit more violent. Uh, I don't know. It just seems like the same character to me. Like, why can't you shake it up? This is your I perfect agree. opportunity. I, I, agree. I agree with that. Oh, we get a Dark Knight's Joker at the end. The, the, there was an, and the the Joker thing. I have to admit was goddamn creepy. The suggestion of the t- child molestation at the end with the Let's Play House. I'll be the yeah, daddy one. Yeah, that was a little creepy. Yeah, no, it doesn't take a stretch to make the Joker creepy. <laughs> um, and Harvey Dent has twins. Oh, come on, give me a break. It's just, it's too much Gotham. It's just too much for me. I tried to it's read it with an open mind. Though. I know. I tried to read it with an open mind. And even on the production side, it just seems to me Rizzo's heart wasn't in it. It, it, it is not top tier Rizzo. Well, it just, yeah, I haven't read it yet. So, I mean, I'll, I'll, I, I won't speak to that because I'll, I'll, I'll give it a read myself and see. But I just, uh, I will say this. I, I will say that, uh, that, that Azarello and Rizzo's. Batman story in um, Wednesday Comics. Um, I, you know, it was fantastic. Fine. I that? thought I, I, it was fantastic, at least compared to this first issue. Oh, really? Well, yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was okay. I, it wasn't my wasn't my well, was not one of my favorite uh, stories in Wednesday Comics, though. So, okay, uh, no, I'd agree with that. Yeah. All right. So I, I don't want to bogart I, your I time. Little, Keep going. I, I also wasn't real. Um, I. I, I don't know. I I just I kind of felt a little. Um, it felt flat when the whole Jim Gordon appearance and, and basically his role in, in this universe. I was like, really? So I mean, that's but that's that that that's me. The 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 fear itself tie-in, and I I read the first three issues of Fear itself, and I um I I, I think it's great. It's it's basically the first I think event that I've read in a while that I'm like I'm I'm. Excited as I read it, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to the fourth issue. Huh. It's been a while since I yeah I know it's 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 been a while since I'm like oh this is, I mean Siege had some had some nice 
shit moments, like you know the shield coming at, at at Norman's face and things like that. But I mean, it's it's been a while since I read an event because I, I really haven't. It's it's things like image and and something else that I'll talk about in a little bit. Hopefully that that wow uh, that that is just kind of making me like I'm I'm I, I get home and I like I, I want to read comics again for a while reading the big two stuff i was just kind of like yeah okay so it's it's just we're, yeah. we're kind of going through the motions and paint by numbers but fear itself i'm i'm really enjoying and i and the only tie-in so far that that i've read um although i do want to try the um the deep by by bun and and garbet but i i am buying fear itself youth and revolt because of sean mckeever and, and mike mm-hmm. absolutely and, and and I if if I if I want to um, bitch about uh, Flashpoint one with with all the heroes or the villains talking with Cyborg to Batman, there are a couple pages in here where you see a bunch of heroes gathered together, and you know obviously they're not supposed to be major players, but I mean they all meet on in this courtyard, and you have no idea. Who, who any of them are, and and there are a couple of people here, and, and I haven't, I, I read most of the initiative as it was coming out, and I read it during Secret Invasion and and the tie-in for that, but as far as what happened after the initiative, I have no idea what Hardball was up to after after he left and and decided to do his thing. I didn't really know where. Komodo ended up, and 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 a few characters here and there. So we we touch base on a lot of um, on Cloud Nine and and uh, and Prodigy, and I thought, and this is basically Prodigy telling the story, and I don't know if it's going to continue for um for the next five issues. It's a six issue miniseries, so I don't know if it, if it's just going to be Prodigy telling the story, or if we're gonna get a narrative from the other younger heroes. But I really enjoyed this basically we have um it's steve rogers is is enlisting i guess the younger heroes to um take care of things while the avengers and 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 the bigger heroes are are, are doing what they have to do the, the younger guys are going to kind of hold the line and and um and basically keep the peace with with the riots breaking out and things like that and 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 um the issue ends with uh with the confrontation with with Thor girl and um and and things don't look so rosy for her but the Jurgens the Thor girl the one that was in the uh the one that was in the initiative who basically felt that that she was an Asgardian and 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 you know she's basically oh, I don't she, I don't know who that is okay she she was she I first I didn't read the Jurgens Romita run of Thor so I mean I first came across this character when during the initiative so she may have only been in that um, but it's uh, it's it's a tie-in, but it really doesn't feel like a tie. It so far with this issue, it's just it's Steve telling Prodigy, "Listen, you 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 need you're in charge," and and so he goes and and he recruits all all these heroes, and it doesn't really aside from the backdrop where there are where the citizens of 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 the Marvel universe are are scared, or you hear about the other hammers fall falling to Earth. Um, this so far with the first issue can kind of be it, its own little story, its own little adventure. So I'm 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 digging it after the first issue. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty much inevitable that I mean, and we've done it before. The comparison between Flashpoint and Fear itself. I'm reading Flashpoint because I want to 
experience the catalyst that leads into this new 52. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's an ulterior motive for me for to reading Flashpoint, but Fear itself, I think, is ripping the shit out of Flashpoint in I terms of. I'm, it's, I'm it, enjoying. Fear itself. Yeah. Me, me too. Uh, I, I was a bit hesitant because it's like, okay, you have all these super powered characters, enormously powered characters. Let's give them a hammer. Eh, whatever. And then I read it, and, and I'll tell you, Fraction does a great job of. Oh, yeah. The, the wow factor in Fear itself is just incredible. Fra- Fraction does a great job, but fucking Stuart Eminem. Well, right. Is. I oh, mean, it's. Yeah. When you see Ben Grimm, and this is a spoiler, when you see Ben Grimm pick up that hammer and friggin' go. Ape it's shit! Awesome. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's 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 like holy shit! Look at the power I in this drawer. I feel bad for Betty. Wow, it's funny. I, okay. well, that's cool. That's interesting. No, I mean it's just only because I, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I feel like this is like just opposite week. <laughs> like by the numbers, just like wow. Okay, my numbers so far. Like I feel really. Like, been, like I don't I, think anything's actually happened except we've. It's basically been like one long intro to these. No, see that. Like, okay, I, it's been like power. It's been like video game power ups. It's like they ate the big mushroom and now they're a new version, and we're, they're not going to be that version in a few issues. So, like, I don't. Uh, well, no, I, I'm yeah. not. I'm not going to have to. I'm not going to. changes, Jason. Yeah. What? Not to put a bandaid on on Fraction's work, but yeah, you have a lot of the worthy. What is there? Seven. Yeah. You you have uh, seven characters that you have to show how they got that way. You know, and there it is two issues more than Flashpoint, so the, right? So the series is going to be yeah. about seeing them turn into the worthy, and then what? They stop being the worthy, or we have the the worthy year of Marvel, oh, where everyone's chasing these seven around. I mean, I don't like. I thought we were going to well, see. Gonna, see, see, here's my thing: Marvel leaked all seven of them like weeks before the first issue came out. Oh, okay, now see, all right, now. No, no, no just, I'm just saying. But the point oh. is, I know you don't have to. I didn't have to see who they were, but the point is, I saw who they were. Fine, they intended for a lot of people to see it, though. Like, I, I don't want to get into discussion about whether it was up to me to see it or not. Marvel put them out. As oh, a yeah, yeah, yeah. So my point is, they they let us know who the worthy were to theoretically entice people to be interested, and then we're spending now almost half the series still being seeing these guys turn into the worthy like i, I sh- get them to the worthy and then let me see what happens with them like i, I like i don't like i, I think the build so i like the build up though ring and turn into the the powered up version of himself like i don't I, like I'm, i get I'm, that okay so i'm i'm like Vince just said i'm 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 enjoying the build up i'm not there i don't it, i guess yeah we cut to you know juggernaut on the raft or or bruce and and betty Hanging out, then another. There's another hammer, and and but those are kind of just one or two pages, and then we we cut to uh, everybody reacting to that, or or Steve basically putting everybody in position, and then I, it's it's to me because because I read the first three issues back to back to back, it it kind of moved pretty quick. I don't know if if I was reading them, you know, having to wait a few weeks, then uh, uh, maybe I. Feel more like Jason, just be like, let's move it along. But I mean, I got, I got to the end of the third issue, and now I'm like, I, 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 I need number four. I, I need yeah. to find out where it's where it's going from here. See, unlike Jason, I wasn't paying attention to all the the reveals of the way. Right, that's why I was, and, and that's why I was ooh, and because I, yeah, I, and I, when, I wasn't looking at any covers, I wasn't looking at at any solicits or anything like that. So I mean, I'm completely going into this not knowing. I wasn't even really looking at covers as I was as I was reading the issue. I did see the initial one. I knew the Hulk, the Juggernaut, and what I thought was Onslaught, which is really the Grey Gargoyle. It, oh, when you look okay. at look at the costume or the the body armor, it looks a lot like friggin' Onslaught. They could have been a little bit more creative with 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 
with the character redesigns after they pick up the hammer. So maybe they could have. I yeah. Mean, it'd be kind of hard not to know who the Hulk is, but maybe they could have. You know, you could you. Yeah. Known it you know what the Hulk? Hulk looks like um, House of M Hulk, uh, Hulk to me with the oh, tribal. Yeah, 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 with the oh, thing. Yeah. But uh, right. no, I I I knew it was Juggernaut. You could tell it's Juggernaut, but sure. I I did not know that Ben was going to be one. And when I no, saw him yeah. going for that hammer, I was like, no. And he's got the friggin' squid things all over him, and he's busting the shit out of, I mean, it's Yancey Street, uh, that is like a dream to see just Ben go, take take the, the, the kid gloves off and just destroy. Because he's so conscientious of a character. He's always, you know, he goes into fights thinking, I, I have to cause the and least collateral places, damage. Yeah, and he destroyed home base. That's nuts. That's ban- as bananas it is, <laughs> but uh, to, to give Stuart Eminem props, did I say this last week? Where uh, this is spoilers for Fear Itself number three. When when Bucky that last page when Bucky dies, and and the way Eminem drew the face in the second panel, and you see the the just the way he just put a little tiny lilt on the eyebrows, that was masterful. <laughs> I mean, you could tell that Bucky was friggin' afraid of. Where he was, I, look at the fear in his face. It was great, and you got just two lines. How do you get that good? Tell me, because I want to bottle it, make yeah, a million dollars. He's, but yeah, he's, yeah, he's uh, unbelievably talented. But I'm loving Fear itself, and I have again, I have nothing uh, invested in the title other than the miniseries. I'm not reading any of the the uh, the, the the spinoffs or the the tie-ins. I don't really care. It's yeah, I'm, just, I'm, I'm only reading the tie-ins of of the of the teams that because I mean I, I hell I, I I don't know if I ordered the Hal Jordan first issue of, of that miniseries. So yeah, there are there are tie-ins that I probably would like to read based on the characters. Like I probably would be interested in, in, in Deathstroke as a pirate and things like that. But I mean, aside from money and time, I just I'm going to read the main title and and see where that goes. But if if um if I get to see, you know, Mike draw and and, and Sean write yeah. Gravity again and things like that, then I'm you know, those those little things, those are gifts i'll i'll for me but i'll um i'm not yet but like you vince i'm just i'm very particular with 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 the tie-ins i'm i'm going through it although fear itself it's not fear itself flashpoint is the type of event where i would like to read everything just because like you i like seeing the the the, the universe kind of turned on its ear so far flashpoint the tie-ins have been better than the uh, i believe action. that Actually, yeah, you know the the second issue was a little bit better than the than the first one, um, but second issue it, didn't feel like there was much going on though. Yeah, yeah, you know it's gonna be. I hate to say this, it's gonna be like a lot of other uh, events that we've gotten used to, where the where the main series is kind of standard fare, but it's the it's the the ancillary titles where creators get to kind of stretch their legs a little bit. Mm-hmm. Sure. Which we've just kind of gotten used to it being that way. They haven't really revealed the motivations behind Aquaman and, and Wonder Woman yet. No, no, they haven't. And and they I think they, each other. No, I mean I, I I understand that, but they really they have to approach <laughs> the in particular the Wonder Woman motivation. They really have to make sure she has an ironclad reason, which is kind of hard to do when she's you, an Amazon. I know, but when you castrate an entire continent of males, they were men. They deserved something, it. Something, <laughs> something better have been done to you or your people to warrant that kind of 
bloodshed. And and I think t- for them to even cast that character with a, even the slightest bit of sympathy, they're going to have to make her motivation really solid for doing that. She can't just go do it. I mean, then you're just a killer. Yeah, just Wonder Woman. But we got to see Steve Trevor. Yeah, for, for a little bit, yeah. For a little bit. It's this. Oh, it's Steve Trevor. Of course it is. Yeah. And how about how about Barry? So right. so naive, isn't he? <laughs> I need to be the Flash again, so I'm going to go get hit by lightning. Like, why would that work I again? Recreate it. Okay. Why the beauty, would it didn't work? That was great. I, I, the beauty that just. Is <laughs> it Christopher Critter? Yeah, I did, I was like, you dumbass. He knew yeah, it was going to work. Played on the trope, it didn't. It wasn't corny. Like, oh, he's going to. Re- it was like, oh, here you go, and then he gets fucking electrocuted. That's great. I love yeah. that. that you you know what plays? Put them all back together. What plays on the trope really well is a character who is, for all intents and purposes, the Red Skull killing Bucky. I thought that yeah. thematically was a lot richer than Flash That's screwing so funny. up. I had just the opposite reaction. I was like, really? They're going to kill Bucky? Like, how convenient. The Cap movie's coming out. Fucking Cap. Bucky became Cap because they killed Cap for a stunt. And then the But you're going event. outside the pages, though. Yeah, well, I'm not. Uh, yeah. Well, no, dude, I, I know. I mean, again, I, you, I know your magical world where you don't get affected, but you, you look at the art for the art. But I can't help but think of the fact that we have It's Bucky like I'm a Care Bear. You know, I mean, I, I think of like, I think of I think of Vince's next door neighbors as being Teletubbies. Like when I think of, of his magical world, just to me it was so fucking cliche, dude. Like, let's kill off a hero. Wow, that isn't. I mean, especially we had Doug Gabriel saying at that Comic Pro meeting two months ago, we're gonna kill uh, we're gonna kill someone every quarter, and they were like, "Are you kidding?" He's like, "No." So it's like, oh. <laughs> Who can we kill? Well, you know, we got Cat back now. We got the movie. Let's, uh, yeah, let's go, Bucky. All right, cool. It's like, really? Yeah, that's like, it's getting a little crattered in here. Look at fucking like DC and all their fucking Robins that they don't know what to do with. They have, they have like a, a poster board, like a grid poster board up on their editorial wall at these, at these retreats. And they're like, all right, let's see. We need, we need disaster event. All right, let's, 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 let's pull out, let's pull a disaster event out of this, this stack of balls. Okay, stick that there. We need a, a heroic death. All right, let's pull. Oh, yep, Bucky. All right, let's take it. I just feel, so far, I, I feel imagine, like. I imagine it looking like an FBI, like, um, organization. Crime chart. Yeah, I. I mean, again, I. It's believe yeah, me, I, wasp. We can take it, her out. <laughs> I just feel like it's. Uh, it, to me, three issues in, it's like, wow. It's. I. I feel like I. I like. I never want to read an event and feel like I could have written it, and that's what I feel like. Wow. Like, oh. yeah. You're pretty good. See that? Well. <laughs> I will say. I think it was David that um, brought it up when when. When he read the first issue, but uh, the voice. Oh, on cue. And I said voice too. Go ahead. No, we can say what I said. Odin seems a bit off. Oh no, I don't think I said that. People on the forum have said it, but I I didn't. didn't Why? Because he's not all like cute. (laughs) He's not. He's not cute and fluffy. He's like, oh, Thor, you're so pretty. I'm going like, to send you to a Western man. Is no, crap. He's Because, again, I guess I'm just like, I'm not seeing things the same way as the world. Because I, I, my favorite part of Fear Itself so far was being when Odin fucked Thor up and made him made the hammer. Oh, yeah. Fall. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that is the shit. Yeah. Oh, it's like a, that's like a dad slap. Tell, Seriously, put your son yeah. Who's going like, to? What son I'm is still going dad, to? bitch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, you little whelp. Um, I guess I could read the DCBS spot, right? We about two hours. Um, 
Okay. You got you got a date or something? You... I was just gonna say, I, I was dying to find out if Jason heard anything this week. Nope. <laughs> Clearly, I read a few things. No, um, yeah, yeah. I, there, there is something I give. Some, I want to give some love to, and it is. It, it's, it's a little bit of a departure, uh, uh, certainly for me. But I will say that you know you're in great, great company when you have uh, Robert Crumb, Neil Gaiman, and Alan Moore all uh, endorsing your book, um, and that would be paying for it. By Chester Brown, uh, which uh, is his late, you know, Chester Brown just put this out. It's uh, basically an autobiographical look um, at his experiences with uh, prostitutes. And it's completely true. Chester Brown. All ages. All ages, yeah, yeah. Uh, Chester Brown, um, for about an eight year period, uh, the only sex he had was with, uh, was with call girls, and he chronicle the entire experience and wrote this book about the experience and um you know these slice of life things can be hit or miss with me um and i have never read any other chester brown so i I went into this just purely on the fact that it seemed original and it got some very heady praise and i thought i'd give it a a a chance it's it's uh, published by drawn and quarterly um for those that don't know chester brown's art style it's it's uh the book is just it's every page is is eight uh it's an eight panel grid um, it's just, just, you know, little, little rectangular boxes, eight panels, lot, the very, very, uh, big margins, you know, like probably, I don't know, three quarters of an inch to an inch, uh, white margins on the side. So, you know, it's very focused little squares of art. Um, but, uh, it was terrific. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I have to say, I, I, I've never frankly given much thought to the concept of, of, of prostitution, like beyond that, you know, it exists. Like I, I've, I, I guess I always sort of had a stereotype of the people that went to prostitutes were either like really desperate or or just like you know just degenerate you know type people and and my dad always said it was cheaper than marriage. Well, that's Chester Brown's perspective, and and it, it's just the um the biting honesty of this book was really really impressive to me. Like he just is so his 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 view of the world is so. Uh, different i think than the conventional views and that extends to his views on relationships marriage um but but basically he's he's in love with uh or he i should say he thinks he's in love with a his girlfriend of many years she has feelings for someone else and he very matter-of-factly says you know what go go see if they're real and he's like totally laid they live together he's totally fine with it um she ends up falling in love with this guy um, and he, he continues to be her roommate and he, he thinks it's great and he feels like his relationship with her is a million times better than when they were dating. Um, and then he just realizes one day he wants to get laid, but he doesn't want to have a relationship because every relationship he's ever been in has been a pain in the ass for him and a lot of, a lot, just a lot of work. So in Canada, apparently there's some type of prostitution that's legal. Um, and he, he meets up with a prostitute. Uh, has a decent experience, and he just starts going to one like every two, three, four weeks for you know almost a decade, and he chronicles it. Um, and then something ends up happening through his experiences with that that leads to the status quo, and the book goes up through 2010, starts in wow. 1996, and it goes up through this past year, um, where, where something a dynamic of his life changes, and, and it, it sort of changes the way he approaches it. But uh, but it was it was great stuff. I don't know if you guys have ever read Chester Brown. I, like I said, it, it, this was certainly so impressive that it, it, it's making me curious to go and read some of his other stuff. Um, um, but but um, uh, you know, just a, a wonderful, unique look at a, at a part of a, uh, frankly, a bigger part of the world than we probably want to give credit to. 
but he doesn't romanticize it. It's very, very. I mean, this is uh, Chester Brown draws himself in this book. Um, he's nude through basically the whole book. I mean, it's 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 it's, but it's very clinical. Um, there's really no romanticizing of of the act or the idea. It's just very matter of fact, and uh, and sort of his his experiences and his reactions as to you know it even goes so far as like you know he's he's having sex with one girl and she's she's really dry vaginally you know and he's like thinking to himself like wow you know I, is would it be insulting if I tell her I need want want to use some lube you know like a, um you know it's just like he's he goes another girl comes to see him and he's you know, she's got a hairy mole and he can't get hard. So he says, I'm sorry, I'm not going to get an erection. You can go, but you can keep the money. Like, it's just very, very just matter of fact. And the fact that this dude chronicled this to such great detail, uh, and even as he gets along in the process, he starts telling girls like, Hey, you know, I'm writing a book about this. And, you know, some of them are like, well, don't use my real name or don't tell, you know, don't, I don't want you to use me, but other girls are like, Oh, that's interesting. Um, it was just a fascinating view into a guy's worldview. That's just completely, anathema to to my worldview which is very much you know i'm been with the same woman forever and i love her to death and for uh, to me romance is very much a a, a huge part of you know our relationship and sex and to him it's like sex is almost purely just biological it's just purely about getting that pleasure because he he biologically needs it and then moving him back on to the rest of his life uh, and being very content with that decision so uh it's just amazing amazing stuff i mean drawn in quarterly crushed it with this and and I'm sure this will be one of those books that gets you know major praise and Eisner noms and all that sort of stuff just cuz you know he's he certainly got that rep but uh it was awesome it was about 250 it's 250 pages of story um and then there's another I don't know probably 50 to 100 pages of of notes and addendums and just 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 appendices about just the history of prostitution and and the different laws and uh you know some of the misconceptions and some of the truths about you know drug use and sexual transmitted diseases and it's just uh it's it's just fascinating stuff like you know he he some girls he sees repeatedly other girls he he sees once and doesn't like um you know once or twice he meets a girl that's looks so young he's worried that she's not 18 but he asks are you 18 and then she's where she is and so you have sex but then he feels guilty about it like did she lie to me was she really underage and you know to see a guy put that out there like and 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 it be true and like not be afraid to put that out in a book is that's powerful stuff man like that's that's as as you know he's he's literally made his life an open book which is uh that's uh, very that, cool yeah it was very very impressive stuff and again i i've been there have been times where i've been pretty hard on some slice of life stuff and uh uh it, it can go either way with me and in this case um it it, it it felt so, so different, but also it, it, it again. It, if if he's making any of this up, it it he pulled the wool over my eyes because it, it just feels like you're really just looking into a visual representation of this guy's life for eight years, and uh, uh, it's it's very very fascinating stuff. Yeah. So, well, I'm a big fan of Chester's stuff. I've read him from day one, and okay. that's that's the thing about Chester Brown. After that initial arc of Yummy Fur, that Ed the Happy Clown arc. <laughs> Uh, he kind of got uncompromisingly candid with his with his work. Uh, there's a, a story called the uh, I think it's in the Playboy uh, where he details minutely details his masturbation techniques, and and he's got a really strange style of like he he rolls it like dough in his hands like with his it's really strange. But that's the thing he goes he he showed in the comic 
you know, unvarnished. This is how I masturbate. He got on a chair, put his chest on a chair, and let his thing hang down. And he, like, like, do you, have you ever seen somebody using a stick to try and start a fire? Sure. Yeah, sure. Where they where they roll it in on yeah. their, the flats of their palms. That's how I, I he ma- the fire that th- That's how he masturbates. Well, he did in, in, in way uh-huh. back when. And you know, just his his relationships. He's a strange dude. But one thing you can say about Chester Brown is he shoots straight. There's yeah, uh, it's well, that, it's, it's pretty point, disturbingly I mean, that, candid. Yeah, that's all in here. I mean, there are close-ups of his penis. Like he, he, one of his first experiences with the hooker. You know, he 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 goes real quick. You know, mm-hmm. and I guess he claimed. You know, and he's re- shocked by that because he doesn't. He doesn't have a history of going quickly, so he starts masturbating before he sees the girls. You know, is he rolling uh, it like in his? In his... No, he's not. <laughs> but he, but they show. You know, he shows him. He he draws himself masturbating. You know, and uh, ah. and then there are times, and it's just fascinating because there are times when he'll 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 sleep with a prostitute and he won't. For whatever reason, there's lots of different reasons he won't find her attractive, and he'll either have trouble getting off or he won't get off, and he he feels compelled to like let them out easy. So he'll say like, "Well, listen," he'll be lying to them, but he'll say, "Look, you know, I masturbated, so I wouldn't come too quickly, and I I probably did a little too too close to this, and so I can't get it up again." You know, like to make her not feel bad that that he wasn't attracted to her or something. You know, yeah. and like uh, uh, it was totally yeah, very raw, very real, but uh, but again, just just fascinating. Like uh, it just uh, you know uh, like. Some girls, he, he, you know, they don't want to wear. They don't. They're not. They don't like ask him to put on a condom, and then he like gets freaked out because he's like, "Oh, does that mean they don't wear condoms with other dudes?" And so he always does work on them. But you know, some girls like inspect his penis like every inch of it to make sure he doesn't have any like herpes or disease before they. You know, it's like very, very like very. You know, like I said, like he. It's very clinical, but but. So, uh, so you're me this episode, and I'm you. Yeah, I guess right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I honestly, I, I love his work, but I have to say, I appreciated his stuff when he was working in fiction more. Like the Ed the Happy Clown stuff is by far uh-huh. my, f- my favorite Chester Brown work. And then you know he got into the autobiographical stuff, and it's good, but he never, to me, uh, captured my attention mm-hmm. as, as much as he did with Ed the well, Happy Clown. Well, I'll tell Clown. you what, not not that I'm. Not that I'm Brad Pitt, but but uh, the guy is not an, a, a handsome man. Lanky, I mean, so. he's lanky. Yeah, and he used to have real long hair too. He uh, he cut it, or yeah, he, 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 he mean, better he lost it. It it uh, you know he kind of looks like um, uh, well yeah he's just not a handsome man. So. Yeah, but he does good comics. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was great. Like I said, I, I really I'm going to definitely see what else he's he's done and, and give it a peep because it. Uh, Telling you, Ed the Happy Clown. Disturbing, very much so. Yeah, yeah. I think. uh, Let me see. I have the original Yummy for issues, and I have a Slave Labor. Either that or Vort. Is it who published David uh, Black Kiss? Was it Vortex? I believe it was Vortex. Yeah, so I have a Vortex Ed the Happy Clown, but somebody Vector Vortex, whatever. Yeah, one of those. Um, Somebody must have reprinted Ed the Happy. It must have been Fanographics, I would say. Look, look it up. And then he did this Canadian thing, Louis Riel. That about this, he's, he's writing Louis Riel throughout most of this book. All right, okay. Like, and and the, he's talking about to some of the hookers that he's writing this book about Louis Riel. Yeah, that was as dry as sand to me. Mm-hmm. I still bought it, but it was like, yeah, okay, get this done. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's really cool is in the back pages of um, Ed the Happy Clown, you had he would take biblical passages and illustrate them, starkly illustrate them. I mean, no holds barred. If if he got the uh, opinion or the perception that there was some untoward stuff going on in the Bible, it's in there, you know, and that kind of 
ticked off a, a certain amount of people. But yeah, mm -hmm. he he's great. It's just he's uh, it's up and down with me. But I'm not, I have that on my list just because he did it. So right, I'm right. eventually going to pick it up. There you go. Awesome. I think we should wrap this up. How about that? Jason took us out on a nice high note. A nice very yeah, thank a, you, Jason. A very culturally high note. I, I, I was just I, I giggled earlier because I went over to Amazon to check it out, and one of the reviews was Chester Brown's life as a rapist. They, uh, they did not, not cool. like the book. That's not cool. <laughs> there you go. Hey, hey their own. This uh, adventure into 11 o'clock comics has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com, where you can get your books and everything else at Wumba Huge discounts, 35 to 75% off. They're the best, dcbservice.com, in your travels. We ma I mentioned this before, but I want to you know, uh, cap it off with a uh, must-read, and it's by Ron Mars, the man who revitalized the Witchblade franchise for Top Cow. It's drawn by Lee Motor, who is fantastic. Digital inks by Matthew Waite. Uh, it's called Shinku, and it's published by Image. The premise is really simple. Uh, these two clans in feudal Japan went at it hot and heavy. One, Tata. Uh, Tadataka clan were flesh and blood humans. The other clan were vampires. Uh, and these, these clans would, uh, take each other out systematically until one day the vampires destroyed the Tadataka clan and killed the, uh, Daimyo, uh, and uh, most of the people. And this Shinku chick is the last remaining, uh, blood uh, member of the Tadataka clan and she goes around killing vampires in the present day. It's really well done and it's, uh, it's a little bit John Woo meets, uh, you know, Bram Stoker's Dracula. You got contemporary Japan and a hot ass vampire killing woman on a motorcycle. It's bloody. There's nudity in it. But with Ron Mars, you know, you're going to always have that historical component because he loves that stuff. And it's, it's just really well done action vampire slaying, um, comics. I liked it a lot. It was, it was very good. Cool. Yeah. Uh, in your travels, uh, check out a new book from Top Shelf that is not very Top Shelf like. Um, huh. that sounds terrible saying that. Uh, very, very few crime books that I've read from from Top Shelf. And uh, this one is uh, called Liar's Kiss, and it is from Eric Skillman and uh, uh, Jomar Soriano. I hope I'm saying that right. And it's kind of a, a very noir-inspired uh, black-and-white crime graphic novel. So uh could fit in very easily with the with the better stuff from the Vertigo crime line, but uh but this is from uh from the fine folks over at uh at Top Shelf. So I'm about halfway done with it and enjoying it and should uh have it all finished up by next week and I can talk a little bit more about it. Um and then on on a TV note, um what are you laughing about? You're funny, go ahead. What? <laughs> Keep going, you're on a roll. On a TV note, um, props to Sal to turn me on to one of the best TV shows I've seen 
in in recent memory, um, right up there with Justified and Game of Thrones and Fringe and all the other stuff that I'm really loving right now. Uh, United States of Terra has two more episodes left, and I tore through the uh, almost complete three seasons of it. It is awesome. If you have a chance to to watch that that series, um, it's uh, like I said, it's got two episodes left, and then it's all wrapped up. But God, is it good! I've never heard of it. United States of Chera. It's on Showtime, and it's it's uh, it's been canceled. They uh, picked up Nurse Jackie um, uh, instead, and so uh, and so. There's only two two episodes left, but United States of Terra is phenomenal TV. Hmm. Uh, in your travels, one of two things that I was hoping to uh, talk about tonight, but it'll keep till next week. Fifty Girls, Fifty. Oh yes, I didn't read yeah, that yet, but I looked at it. Oh, yeah, yeah. We it's, thing? I it's pretty. Check it out. It's somebody eating it, the motherfucking ass. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's um, I would uh, I I, I ask people to to get this. I don't normally. Well, all right, this is for purely selfish reasons. If uh, they're according to the back matter, um, Doug Murray says that. Uh, there are definitely um, things planned for a second arc. They just have to make sure that uh, that the first arc sells well enough to warrant a second arc. So please get it because I want to see where this story's going. Dude, how could you not get a Frank Cho covers doing hot ass space Frank women? Frank Cho covers, and I do believe Frank Cho may have done the last uh, two 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 pages. Uh, he did, did the epilogue. So, uh, oh, nice, nice. It's um, it's because you can tell because of uh, uh, um, Oksana's ass is a little bit more. No, and the so the it, guy the guy he picked to do the arts really good too. Remember he had that? Oh, I, yes. Yeah, Axe is, is is really good. I remember when the contest was going on? I mean, we can get into it next week. Um, okay. Yeah. And then yeah. I'll, I'll mention my little bit, but I mean it's 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 gorgeous, and and I'm digging the story, and and it's it's uh, it, it I read it right before we recorded tonight, and it's it's one of yeah, the nice. I said that where you know that where where images is definitely high on my list right now, and I was quite pleased with with as I was pulling books out of the the shipment. She, she, yeah, that's the first thing I pulled out of my stack. It was it, it was great because I mean I and I'm I'm I read it before Butcher Baker number three I I read it before Blue State number two and, and Jay Kelsey number four so I mean it's 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 good stuff check it out kicking yeah. ass image keep it going it's true it's true uh, I got I got two I, I got sorry I got to cheat um, just because I was reading previews today and I it, so the second one came to mind um, uh, in your travels uh, pick up. Uh, in this month's preview, so order and then read when it comes out in two months. Uh, Adrian Tomine's, uh Optic Nerve number issue number twelve is coming out. Really? Oh uh, so God. yeah, it's been a while. So uh, was that out? Vince? Jason's going all indie on us. Oh, <laughs> someone's got to. Um, and then uh, and then also some pretty interesting news. Uh, and I think it'll be the first time that I read it on a regular basis. Um, it's been announced that 2000 AD will now be available in the U.S. Uh, weekly, as it is in in the U.K. Oh, so, cool! Through Ooh. Diamond, so I uh, I would say uh, in your travels, pick up some 2000 AD because um, well, it is available lives. through Diamond, right? Yeah, yeah, it but is, the, but it's only uh, they they ship like, it uh, monthly, like batch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so they're going to ship it to the stores on a weekly basis. Yes. Nice. Yes. That's so you'll awesome. be able to get it weekly, um, which is pretty cool because it's a weekly, you know. 
magazine that's been running. I think it's up to, uh, what is it, in the 15, 1600s, I think is the issue. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Prog, Prog yeah. number, yeah. Yeah, so uh, so definitely give that, give that a try as well. Yeah, I opened up my DCBS box, and I don't remember telling them that I wanted it, but I got the 2000 AD free comic book day thing. Mm-hmm. Jock, Jock did the cover. Oh, yeah. Nice. That Judge Dredd, that's done by Jock, I think. Jock and, Jock and Chris Blythe. I don't know who Chris, Chris Blythe is, but the, the majority of it, I, I'm guessing, is, is Jock. And it's, I'm looking through it, all nice stuff in there. So, yeah, I'm going to keep an eye on that. If it's coming to the stores, what the hell, right? What the hell? What the hell, David? All right. I get my, I get my box tomorrow. I'm excited. Um, looking forward to reading The Tooth. Tooth. Dude, I cannot tooth. wait. Can't Matt Kent's The Tooth. Don't Read call it. And Colin Bunn. Oh, that's right, Colin Bunn too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Citizen, I got Citizen Rex coming, and Jason's Isle of a Thousand or a Hundred Thousand Graves. I'm excited about. Yeah. I don't know you people anymore. Uh, seriously, right? <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> scary. Plague of ship. You're excited about Batman and, uh, and 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 Marvel again, and we're talking about Adrian Tomine and fucking. Jason. I know. What the hell? <laughs> All right, thank you for being here. And uh, oh, one more thing. Oh, welcome to Oddville comes tomorrow. So excited! Run, 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 run as your fa- as fast as your tiny little feet will carry you. Get yourself to a comic book store and buy um, Jeff Lemire's Frankenstein and the Creatures of the Unknown. Run yes. and buy it because we want we want this to sell gangbusters because then they'll make we want more flashpoint times no then they'll make the frankenstein if it's not already they'll make it an ongoing because they'll be like people want to read this stuff let's make it an ongoing because i want to see this go on forever because lemire is so good on i mean he's good in general but uh, on this thing it's just amazingly well done go get it yeah so we'll be here next week I, i think jason's prediction at the top of the hour was or top of the first hour was correct uh, we'll, we'll be better you next week. You brought it back down? Yes. Yeah, you did. Mean people. Hey, you can't do uh, stellar shows every week. I'm going to go to DC next week. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Moratorium on DC for at least a week next time. Yeah, I think so. Unless, uh, of course. Talk more dynamite. <laughs> That's just freaking cool. They're doing good work, man. Yeah. And the tooth. You can't handle the tooth. There you go. I need it, Dennis. Say bye bye. I'm a 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 I'm a